And now for a taste of things to come. In the boot trunks, weighing in at 185 pounds, it's Nicholas Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is the one I've been waiting for for two and a half months. It's Nicolas Cage versus Kurt Russell. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Tonight, we have with us Jared Formby. Are we really doing this? Michael Felsher. Yeah. Leo Perez. Hola. Amin Amat. Yo. And Mike D. Shalom. Normally, this is how where we uh, explain how we do this, but I don't know how we're going to do this. And if you really want to know, go listen to another episode. I hope this isn't the first one you're listening to. If it is, stop and go listen to something else. Come back to this later. Uh, so, you know how we do this. And uh, actually, Damon, this is my 40 of Country Club malt liquor. It's not really Country Club, but I'm pretending it's Country Club. So uh, let's begin. Wow. Bringing a little Alan into this fight. I, I was not expecting that. All right, let's, let's just jump right in, Jared. This fight is yours. It is Sailor from Wild at Heart. Well, we're on the Nick Cage side. I guess I should say that. Versus didn't play Superman or John Constantine. Oh, wow. This is great. You just threw me right into the deep end of the water here. Um, well, let's see here. Nicholas Cage uh, up for um, Superman. That rumor blew my mind. That was a strange rumor. Um, I had no idea what Tim Burton was planning to do with that movie. But the thought of Nicolas Cage in a Superman costume just never really, really gelled with me. However, Nicolas Cage as Sailor in Wild at Heart, that completely, com 
completely sold me on that dude. And of course, uh, supported my un- undying love for David Lynch. So I'm going to have to go with Sailor over the entire Kalel situation. And I actually liked Keanu Reeves as Constantine. So there's that. All right. A vote for Sailor. Michael. Oh, uh, I, I loved him as Sailor and Wild at Heart. I mean, you put him and David Lynch together, you know, you're going to get insanity, and that's what they're both good at. Um, and I, I probably would vote for the Sailor if that picture of Nicolas Cage in the prototype Superman costume hadn't surfaced. Having seen that, I am so beyond grateful that never happened. I have to vote for didn't play Superman or John Constantine. A vote for didn't play Superman or Constantine. Leo! Alright. I'm going to vote for didn't play Constantine or Superman only because I believe that was the beginning of Nicolas Cage's failures. Um, The production art for that movie was just terrible and pretty much just fuck him and his son, Cal. A vote (laughs) for didn't play Superman or John Constantine. Mr. Amin Amat. Alright. Like, just like a lot of people, when I, when I also saw the Tim Burton masturbatory nightmare of Superman, that was... I, I, I didn't know what to, what to think about it. I, knew, I know that Nicolas Cage is a big comic book fan, but Tim Burton's vision of Superman was really way too out there and just inappropriate, I guess if you want to call it that. As Constantine, I think he would have been pretty cool. Um, Keanu was okay. Um, although it would have been nice to see him as Constantine. However, now that we go to the other side of him in Wild at Heart, now that was awesome. I loved that that whole the character. I loved the movie, and I also love how unknowingly here there he's connecting again with with Elvis because he does. I believe he's in another movie playing Elvis. Yeah, and there's Elvis and Wild at Heart. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Wild at Heart. I'll vote for Sailor and Wild at Heart. Mike D. Yeah, I, I think that, um, he, you know, Nicolas Cage playing Superman, though I think he might have the hair for it, I think is an absolute joke all around. And Keanu Reeves was, was terrible enough as John Constantine. I think that Nick Cage actually have been worse. It's the only thing that I maybe would like to see that both would have played the role and just not explain why there were two different actors. I think that would have been kind of sweet. So, you know, since he did not play Superman or either, I think this is pretty clear cut. I'm going to vote for didn't play Superman or John Constantine. All right. A vote for didn't play Superman or Constantine. Mike. Yeah, I'm going to vote for that also because the photo that Michael mentioned earlier. If you haven't seen it, it will be in the episode graphic for this episode uh, at our website at geekfights.net, which I normally plug at the beginning, but uh, this time I skipped it. You're front-loading? You're front-loading now? (laughs) No, he's not front-loading. He just didn't do anything that he's supposed to do for this episode because he's wasted. And I will be voting for Sailor and Wild at Heart. But Mike already put, didn't play Superman through. And uh, we're on to our next fight. Michael, this one is yours. It is Cameron Poe from Con Air versus all of Face Off. Uh, this one's pretty easy. I mean, I enjoyed, enjoyed him very much in Con Air. Um, but Face Off was one of his epic performances. I mean, that, in that one, he had to do 
two different characters and he actually had the more difficult assignment in that film. He has to play sort of the straight laced hero who's under the villainous mask. So he doesn't get to have kind of the fun that John Travolta has kind of imitating the Nick Cage persona. Um, but he still just holds that whole movie together. And, uh, I, yeah, I would, to me, this is very simple. It's face off. A vote for face off. I mean, Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't see much of con air, although my wife did, she loves it, but I don't like it at all. But face off, you know, face off, you know, face off was pretty fucking cool. I mean, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's also a John Woo directed film, isn't it? Um, which yep. I guess would also add into the complete awesomeness that that spectacle is. Um, so I'm going to vote for a face off. A vote for face off, Mike D. Um, well, since I'm the one who put Cameron Poe in, I feel a little obliged to vote for him. I mean, but only because of just how absolutely terrible he was in that role. I mean, his hair was awful. His fake Southern accent was awful. He's completely unbelievable as a badass. So from an accent, he said hair. Well, it was so. With his hair was awful. He had that long mullet. It's just everything about it was so bad. It was almost great. But I agree with what you guys said. Face Off was a really good movie, and in both Travolta and Cage's performances as each other, I thought were. Brutal brilliantly done so as much as i would you know love to be narcissistic and vote for what i put in i'm gonna have to vote for face off a uh, vote for face off mike yeah i'm i'm gonna go with face off too pretty much for the same reasons i i really don't like con air very much at all um and uh i i did like face off so uh it's pretty simple a uh, vote for face off i love con air i love him in that movie it is ridiculous that any of those bad guys would think that he was also a badass motherfucker with him. I love that. I love Dave Chappelle falling out of the ceiling. I, I love that whole entire movie. Uh, and I love the scene at the end of the movie with them going through Las Vegas after they crashed a plane on the fucking strip. That's ridiculous. I love Cameron Poe, and I will be voting for Cameron Poe. Jared? My wife just gave you a thumbs up, Damon. Be happy. Thank you, Maria. Uh, what what show are we doing here? I mean, are, are we really trying to get down to like what the best Nicolas Cage movie is, or are we trying to get down to what is the best Nicolas Cage thing is? I mean, between these two, I mean, sure, Face Off is a great movie, but if you put that up against Con Air, I mean, Con Air is the most ridiculously blown out, most hairball version of Nicolas Cage. I mean, this obviously needs to go forward if you're not going for film history or film preservation but if you're going for actual like just full-blown nick cage carnage i mean why do you want the seriousness of face-off and like these layered performances why aren't we going with the ridiculous like long hair like completely insane premise and all the supporting cast that he just completely fucking dominates i mean I think that if you're not voting for Con Air, then I'm afraid this show might be going into a really weird direction. So Con Air to save this show. A uh, vote for Cameron Poe. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The seriousness of Face Off. <laughs> I'm changing my vote. Have you fucking seen Face Off? What the fuck? Wait, I mean, wait. I, Ortiz is changing his vote. I. Jared's right. Face Off is 
Nicholas Cage plus John Woo plus uh, John Travolta. But, you know, Cameron Poe is 100% Nick Cage. All right. It is all tied up. What? No. It comes down to you, Leo. Which one takes the win? I got to say, hands down, it's going to be Cameron Poe. Number one, he's the most charming Southern gentleman ever to be a convict. But also, with face-off, like, okay, they swapped faces, but uh, bad John Travolta still had sex with his wife, and she didn't notice they had two different peckers, man. Like, I, I don't understand that. Maybe he should have been cut off. Right, but the wiener, like, the big switch wieners also when they switch their faces? Because that didn't make sense to me, so I'm going to give it to Cameron Poe. And Cameron Poe takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Leo, this one is yours. It is Nicolas Cage himself versus his copy of Action Comics number one. All right, first off, uh, honestly, I, I just think Superman's pretty fucking lame, but that's just me. Um, I think Nick Cage himself is far more valuable than uh, Action Comics number one, only because I'm pretty sure that he has rubbed that issue, his copy, all over his sweaty-ass body, before or after sex, staring at himself in the mirror. I'm sure he's had relations with the book, and I'm pretty sure he's either his spanker chip. So, fuck that book, man. Uh, Nick Cage. A vote for Nick Cage. I mean... Well... Since he didn't, I think he 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 got his copy stolen, um, and as d- disturbing as that imagery is of him having hot steamy sex with his copy of Action Comics, yeah. I'll, I'll have to go. I'm just gonna pick Nicholas Cage himself. Sans the sex, a <laughs> vote for Nick Cage himself. Might be. Um, quite honestly, I was going to vote for Action Comics number one, but they're one of the most disgusting and vulgar things I've ever heard in my life that I can never erase from my brain. I'm going to have to go with Nick Cage. Another vote for Nick Cage. Mike, you guys got it all wrong. He was a geek. He would not get it out of mint condition like that. He had a couple of reader copies for that. The one that was stolen... The, well, sure back he, then, the one that the one that he uh, that was stolen actually was recovered, and it's going to be going up for auction soon. It's the highest graded copy ever recorded, and it's expected to be the first comic book to break two million dollars, which is, I believe, worth a lot more than Nicolas Cage. <laughs> a vote for his copy of Action Number One. Um. <laughs> Nick Cage is actually worth more than $2 million. When you add his, just his box office gross, it's ridiculous. But Nick Cage is also crazy. Uh, he named his son Kal-El. He named his son Kal-El. He, he, he took the name Cage because he's a Coppola, for those of you that don't know. He's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. He changed his name to Cage after Luke Cage from Marvel fucking Comics. It makes no sense. I love Nick Cage. I am voting for Nick Cage. Um, Jared. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to be voting for the Action Comics number one uh, idea. 
um, and not because of the big nerd awesomeness that that, that is, but because uh, as a regular Geek Fights listener, this is a perfect platform for me to launch this to all of you. We need to stop this thing where, like, basically this could turn into that sort of deal where, well, no Nick Cage, no Action Comics number one collectible. Now what? Nick Cage obviously must be there because he collected Action Comics. No, no, Action Comics number one, and let's just stop that right now. Uh, Dude, with the amount of sex that he had with that copy, I'm sure there'll be more popping up soon. <laughs> oh, he tore that shit up. A vote for Action Comics number one. And Michael. Uh, I have no idea what Jared's argument was. Um, so I'm going to vote for Nick Cage himself. And Nick Cage takes the win. We That's are, bullshit. <laughs> on to our next. No way. Yes. Because then it's going to turn into this whole thing where, like, Nicholas Cage. Without oh, no. Nick Cage, there wouldn't be a, a show. No. Nick Cage has to go to the finals. No. That's what's going to happen. No. Watch. No, it won't. Stop taking it so seriously. <laughs> anyway, we're on to our next fight. Amin, this one is yours. It is Raising Arizona, a classic film, versus. The vampire myth of Nick Cage. The fact that he might be a vampire because of a picture from the 1800s, 1860s that looks exactly like Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that one. I saw that one. Um, you know what? The guy, the guy's many things. He's a kook. He's a weirdo. He's a geek. He has his schlong has been in places that most men would dare not go. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Raising Arizona, that was actually, that was a pretty fucking cool movie. And also, you know, let's go to the fact that the Coen brothers wrote it as one of their first films. And uh, aside that, though, his character was really interesting, really funny, um, really insightful. Um, so I'm going to go with Raising Arizona. Uh, vote for Raising Arizona. Mike D. Um, I have to say that I did see Raising Arizona. There was absolutely nothing that I liked about that movie. Absolutely nothing redeemable. If if that movie could never have existed, I would vote for that. Since I can't vote for that, I'm going to have to go for the vampire myth. Uh, vote for the vampire myth. Mike? You know, um, I've seen that picture. If you haven't, uh, well, we'll put that up in the in the show graphic as well. Um but it's it's amazing. It's dead on. But the idea of him being a vampire is ridiculous because we've seen him in the daylight and he doesn't burst into flame or sparkle. And we've seen reflections of him. Uh, there's no indication whatsoever that he is in any way undead. I think what we see is that Nicolas Cage is an immortal. Um, Thanks to the ink that wrote off from that copy of Action Comics. And, you know, maybe that's how he got the Action Comics number one. That's the one he bought in 1938 because he just kept it. He, he, he read it back then. Um, so I think just the, the huge longevity of that, who knows how long this goes back. You know, but there, immortals are among us, guiding us all through history. So usually they're more careful than this and they don't get photographed, but. You know, he's he's a little nuts, so sometimes uh, he screws up. But, yeah, I'm voting for the immortal Nicolas Cage. A vote for the immortal Nicolas Cage. And, uh, yeah, how could I how could I vote against the, against 
my great grandchildren possibly being able to watch a film that has Nicolas Cage in it that's new. Like, hey, this came out in in twenty uh, seventy five. It's a Nick Cage movie, but it's not Nick Cage. It's his son, Cal L. See, see, he's doing that. I'm voting for the vampire myth. I like it, Jared. This is really tough for me because I actually really do love Raising Arizona. I think Raising Arizona is a great film. I think it's a hilarious film. It's up against this totally awesome photograph of Nicolas Cage. And I have seen it. And it is uh, hysterically awesome. And I guess it's the guy who was selling it on eBay that, that claimed it might be a vampire photograph, which makes it weirder. But I got to go with the photograph because the photograph is just tits. It's awesome. Oh, vote for the vampire myth. Michael. Um, while the, uh, photo, I guess is tits. Um, I, I didn't really think it was that remarkable. I've seen a lot of old photographs that look like a lot of people. I mean, it was very, very close. I'll give you that. All but All immortals. I'm telling you. Right. Anyway, the, um, performance in Raising Arizona is unlike anything else he's ever done. He doesn't do that many comedies and he's never done one like that. And that was the first time I really ever saw Nicolas Cage in anything. And uh, he's virtually almost unrecognizable in that part. There's really no aspect of that character that he's ever done again. And uh, I just think it's a, a very unique performance in his career. And, uh, you know, I don't really, the, the photo is a cool oddity, but, you know, I, I don't like the idea of him being an immortal. That means we're going to be subjected to fucking national treasure movies until the end of time. So uh, I don't see any value in that. So Raising Arizona. A vote for Raising Arizona and Leo. I'm going to go ahead and vote for the, uh, the vampire myth. Uh, that picture is pretty legit. Uh, Nick Cage now looks like Nicholas Coppola from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And depending on what vampire myth you believe in, like, I, I guess it could make sense. I mean, I've never seen that motherfucker in broad daylight. I mean, it could all be like fucking auto shop or something. I don't know. I've never seen the motherfucker. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for the vampire myth. A uh, vote for the vampire myth, and the vampire myth is moving on through. We are on for our next fight. Mike D, this one is yours. It is The Rock versus banged Lisa, or banged slash married Lisa Marie. Um, well, I'm going to go with the concept of the fact that he banged her. Um, and I'm a big Elvis fan. Uh, my dad was an Elvis fan, and I got that from him, so... You know, the, the, the whole concept of banging Elvis' daughter is, is pretty awesome to me. Um, the Rock is, it, I don't know if it's one of my favorite movies per se, but I thought it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it very much. Um, as much for Sean Connery as I did for Nick Cage. You know, a lot of Ed, uh, Ed Harris, a lot of action, you know, suspense. It was a little cheesy, but, you know, I, I, think, I think that overall it was a very entertaining movie and if, if it's about as much as the essence of Nick Cage as, as anything else um, I think the fact that the thing about banging Lisa Marie what takes that for me is the fact that Michael Jackson might have banged that and just the fact that Michael Jackson got anywhere near where Nick Cage might have been especially when genitalia is involved I have to go with The Rock on this one a vote for The Rock Mike uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go for uh, for actually married Lisa Marie, uh, not not the banged part. Um, 
because you know i'm not gonna say that the king's little girl was a hoe but i'm sure there's a lot of more people that fit into that category than in the married category i mean that's i don't know if she married anybody after michael jackson and lisa marie and we know that michael didn't hit that um so you know i think that's actually kind of a little bit more at least bizarre if not necessarily better or special but certainly um kind of following michael jackson with elvis presley's daughter is just kind of out there and he did it where he perhaps the only human to do it so uh i'll vote for uh married the king's daughter a vote for marrying elvis's daughter uh, and and I have a sneaking suspicion that he only did it because he's that big of an Elvis fan. I don't think he liked her that much. He's just like, I want to get into Graceland and get the behind-the-scenes tour. As a matter of fact, it, it said that he's the, one of uh, one, uh, one, the only person outside of the immediate family to ever be in Elvis's bedroom at Graceland, which is kind of crazy. But I'm still going to be voting for The Rock because of the end of the movie... Uh, where he's got the, where he stabs himself in the chest, and then he's like, got the, what do you call those things? The, the flares, so they could blow up the shit, and he's like, Aah! I love that moment. That's that's so Nicolas Cage to me, so I'm going to be voting for The Rock. Uh, Jared? I'm going to be voting for The Rock as well, um, mostly for the giant uh, rad image you just painted, Damon, but also because it's just a little, just a little less creepy. Then the other, where he's sort of collecting Elvis memorabilia, like he might Superman memorabilia. I'm just going to go ahead and go with The Rock on this, and it surprises me. A vote for The Rock. Michael! Uh, as much as it pains me to vote for a Michael Bay movie, even though this is probably the only movie, he, the last movie he did before he went batshit crazy, um... Yeah, I got to vote for The Rock because with the Michael Jackson connection to Lisa Marie, it's just really another vote for The Rock. Uh, Leo. Well, I think if you're going to, I mean, I wouldn't really call banging Lisa Marie Presley a win. I mean, clearly she has daddy issues. And if I wanted to bang a chick with daddy issues, I'd be checking out Breaking <laughs> Dawn tonight. I would. I'd be at the theater right now stalking prey at Breaking Dawn. So I'm going to vote. The Rock was going to win anyway with me because of that line. So your best losers try their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. And that's why the Rock wins. A vote for the Rock and a mean. Well, Damon, you succeeded in cleaning my mental palette of the imagery of Nicolas Cage in action comics with the whole getting into Graceland by banging the... Elvis's daughter, I, it, I think it's cheaper just to go with everybody else and get in. Um, and now, yeah, I, I, you know, the whole Lisa Marie, Michael Jackson, oh, this just, uh, oh, that, that's, that creeps me out. Like, I'd rather see Nicolas Cage in Action Comics doing it than, than those two. Now, um, The Rock, you know, like, uh, like Michael had mentioned, it is... One of the better movies of Michael Bay, which, you know, if you put it all together, it, 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 it will stand out. Um, and being, being as a person that actually went to Alcatraz, I was really disappointed that that fucking place is smaller than what was painted in the movie. 
Uh, you know, it's just ridiculous. Now, when I see the rock, I just can't imagine him running out of breath, running from one side to the other when you don't have to run. Um, but overall, though, um, I'll, I'll, I'll choose the rock. But but please, Damon, no more. No more imagery. Please, please. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, the, the rock takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is his nouveau shamanic acting style, the acting style that he claims to have made up himself, versus uh, Karen's first pick, but it's not an unknown pick. It is the City of Angels. Uh, I hated City of Angels, and uh, I liked the movie it was based on, but I hated that movie. And I know absolutely nothing about this nouveau shamanic uh, acting style, and I have not didn't bother to research it, but um, whatever it is that causes him to do what he does, uh, I will vote for. So, the nouveau shamanic acting style. Uh, vote for nouveau shamanic. And, and the thing, the thing that's really funny about City of Angels, if you love this movie or hate this movie, the ending is still perfect because at the end of the movie, Nick Cage gives up being an angel so he can be with uh, what is it, Meg Ryan, and then Don't he gets spoil it. and then he gets hit by a car, and that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. It's it's unrequited love. All the way, all the way through. He wants you. I love you. I want you. He wants her, wants her, wants her. Decides to give up God for her, and then gets hit by a car and never has her. So I've got to vote for City of Angels. Uh, Jared, uh, I'm I'm with uh, Mike Ortiz on the fact that uh, I have huge appreciation for the movie that um, City of Angels is based on. The Vim Vendor's uh, Wings of Desire is, is, is a phenomenal fucking movie. I, I think it's just so incredibly heroic. And when I see the the poster to see an Angels, it, it makes my, my stomach turn. So um, I'm going to have to go with uh, just the badass ego trip of inventing an acting style. I think that's way more Nick Cage than City of Angels. So let's put the acting style forward. Yeah. Uh, vote for Nouveau Shamanic or Shamanic. Uh, Michael. Yeah, the, the, it would take a lot for me to uh, vote for a nouveau shamanic acting style, which is basically his nice way of saying, you know, I act all buggy-eyed and put emphasis on the wrong words acting style. But um, you put it up against City of Angels, which I loathe with every fiber of my being because I am also a huge, huge fan of Wings of Desire. Uh, and, uh, when I heard it was being remade, I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And then when I saw city of angels, I was like, this is even worse than I expected. Even with that dumb, dumb ending that Damon described, which just comes out of, so out of left field. It's just like, it's almost like a Nelson months ending. It was like, you know, he gets hit by the car. The only thing missing is the, <laughs> I mean, it's just so ungodly stupid. And it's one of those Nicolas Cage performances where all he does is mope endlessly for two fucking hours, just looking around going, oh, and it's just like, yeah, I love her. <laughs> Fuck that. I'll go with the nouveau, nouveau romantic, whatever the fuck it is. Going with the acting style. Uh, Leo. Oh man, you made me laugh really hard. Um, I am going to go with, uh, City of Angels for two reasons. One, I really enjoy watching Meg Ryan die. Fuck that. Uh, and 
Um, Dennis Franz was in it, but we didn't get to see his ass, and that's a good thing. So I'm voting for City of Angels. A vote for City of Angels. Amin. What City of Angels? That <clears throat> I've had. I've had better experiences with like explosive diarrhea than watching that freaking movie. I mean, it, the only thing good about it was maybe the lighting, <laughs> but and the movie itself was just like, it's two hours of my life that I, I'll never get back. And then we got the most cheesy ass, weepy, teary ending. It's, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'd rather, I'd rather see, I think, if they should just redo it with this new style of acting, it'll probably be more enjoyable than the piece of crap that's currently available on DVD. A vote for the acting style. Can, can, can I just say something really quick? I just think it's awesome that seven grown-ass men have seen City of Angels. That's pretty, <laughs> that's, that is ridiculous. <laughs> and Mr. Mike D. I, I never saw it. <laughs> yeah, for, for the record, I honestly have never seen City of Angels, um, and uh, I mean, I just want to say that if you can get to the bathroom on time, explosive diarrhea can be very exciting. So um, that's just a matter of timing on that one. Um, in terms of this nouveau, nouveau shamanic uh, style of uh, of acting, I, I forget who said it earlier, but they got really upset that we were considering putting a movie through based on its merit. I think that this is the complete opposite of that. Just the fact that he claims to have invented an acting style when some claim that he doesn't even act at all. It's just so ludicrous. Um, he's never actually explained, as far as I can tell, what it actually means. He claims that he's going to write a book about it, so maybe someday we'll find out. But I just think it's the pip shit. I mean, like Cat Williams said, you know, pips do shit and don't explain it. So he says that he has an acting style that he's created. He doesn't even explain it. So I, I'm all for that. And what? Quite honestly, since um, I did vote for what? 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 Don't worry about it. Um, I think also since I since I I didn't vote for my submission last with Cameron Poe, and I think that this is a second chance. So my only option is to vote for the nouveau shamanic method of acting created allegedly by Nick Cage. And the nouveau shamanic acting style is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is banged Patricia Arquette when she was hot. Well, that's anyway, versus bad lieutenant protocol New Orleans. Now, I've always heard about how bad and how great this movie is. And it wasn't until three days ago that I watched it. And it is amazing. I had no idea that <laughs> Nick Cage had that kind of crazy in him. It's amazing. I, I I honestly thought that we had seen the craziest that Nick Cage has ever been with uh, what he, what what's the Wicker Man bullshit. But no, no, it's not that. It's Bad Lieutenant, and that thing is horrible. I'm gonna go with Bad Lieutenant. Uh, Jared. Oh man, this is gonna be tough because uh, um, I, I I put uh, that that he got with Patricia Arquette on the list, and I, I I didn't use the the banged Patricia Arquette, but I mean I understand that there's a there's a translation that happens when 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 uh, everything submitted to geek fights and it all comes out, but uh, I'm just gonna say that uh, that Patricia Arquette she's a she's a nice slice of pie, so I'm gonna go with uh, Patricia Arquette. Yes, going with the Arquette, uh, Michael. 
Yeah, I gotta go with Bad Lieutenant Poor and Our Call New Orleans. I mean, that movie is batshit crazy. And it's Werner Herzog directing Nicolas Cage. And Nicolas Cage is so unhinged in that picture. He's, he goes from being overacting to back around again somehow. I mean, it's just, it's a marvelous performance. And lots of people have banged Patricia Arquette. So um, I'll just go with Bad Lieutenant. A vote for Bad Lieutenant. This, you know how weird his performance is in that movie? Val Kilmer is in the movie, and he doesn't seem strange at all. And this is <laughs> Val Kilmer. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Leo, which one is your vote? I, I haven't seen Bad Lieutenant, but I'm sure I'm just going to give that the win because I can't imagine getting a BJ from Patricia Arquette and it being enjoyable with that fucking snaggletooth of hers. So, Bad Lieutenant. A vote for bad lieutenant. I mean, you know, I'll go. I'll go with your interpretation and uh, critique of the movie, Damon, and I'll uh, I'll put my vote for for bad lieutenant. Um, Patricia Arquette. Eh, eh, you know, I don't think there's enough alcohol in the world for that one. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go for. I'll go. I'll definitely watch bad lieutenant though. A vote for bad lieutenant, Mike D. Um, yeah, I just, first of all, David Shaw, when she was hot, are you high right now? I um, she is, I agree with the snaggletooth and the not enough alcohol. Um, I don't know what it is about her. I've never been a big fan of hers. I don't think she's that good of an actress. I think that there's something about her that you think to yourself, maybe in a certain light or a certain situation, she could possibly be somewhat attractive, but no way in a million years would I hit that. And I'm a dude who lives alone with his cat, and I still wouldn't hit that. So I got a vote for Bad Lieutenant Port of Call to Orleans. A vote for Bad Lieutenant and Mike. You people are all fucking crazy. I was going to vote for Bad Lieutenant because of the Werner Herzog collection, but uh, Jared is right. That is a nice piece of pie. I don't know what's wrong with you fucking people. I am shocked my own self. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I, you know, I, I think uh, I would say Patricia Arquette beats uh, sleeping alone with your fucking cat. I'll tell you that. So uh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. See, I think the problem. You don't know, you don't know my cat, Michael. Is- I think the problem with Patricia Arquette is the show Medium, and that's what's stuck in most people's heads. Most people do not remember that in True Romance. True Romance in the early 90s. Yeah, come on, people. She used to be hot, and then and then Medium fucking ruined her. Uh, but <laughs> in True Romance, though, what other movie did she ever do with that sort of, you know, stigmata. sexual... Which yeah, one? Stigmata. Take my oh, okay. Uh, Skip. What else? <laughs> I, I think of Little Nikki and how she looks homeless. <laughs> she was great. She was great in Ed Wood. Yep, see? Ed Wood. She was in Ed Wood. Yeah. Oh, she was his wife. She was the woman he ends up marrying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she is fine. What's wrong with you people? Anyway, what? does what? it matter? I, I, my wife said that she's hot. That she's hot. So okay, fine. All right, uh, bad lieutenant. Takes the win, and we are at our first unknown fight of the evening. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. It is leaving Las Vegas versus Karen's unknown pick. Uh, she was in a bad cell area when she left this voicemail message. Let's see if I can do this correctly. 
Nope. I, I don't know why I can't. It's so hard to do this right up at my face. I'm not, it's so bad. Um, anyway, he go, it's gone in 60 <laughs> seconds. He goes into the car dealership pretending that he's a rich guy and then he acts like he's acting. And and that's that's the reason why she put it on there. It's during Gone in sixty seconds. He's he and and he says uh, he's looking for a real panty dropper. She she mentions that one too. So it's leaving Las Vegas versus that that little bit of performance in Gone in sixty seconds. Oh, so does that mean that um, as a character he went into the scene using? The Nicolas Cage acting style. Yes, that's because exactly that, what happened. If that is the case, then uh, the acting style's already got yeah, right, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think we have to go with uh, leaving Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say we'll do it for Nicolas Cage because he got an Academy Award or at least a nomination, I believe. Uh, although I'm more inclined to vote for Elizabeth Shue. A vote for leaving Las Vegas, Michael. Yeah, I don't. I'm surprised anyone even got through six gone in 60 seconds. Uh, that's, I guess that's impressive in and of itself. Um, just another rather forgettable, uh, Nicholas Cage action movie. And I'm sure he has, he has a nice couple of moments in every movie he does. Um, but, uh, uh, leaving Las Vegas, he did win the best actor Oscar for 1995. And, uh, so far it's the only Oscar he's won and it was well-deserved. It was, a very controlled, dark, and very uh, honest and raw performance. So I got to give it to him for that. A vote for leaving Las Vegas. Leo. Thinking about God in 60 seconds just got me in a really bad mood. I'm in a bad place right now. So I want to give it to leaving Las Vegas. Damn it. Another vote for leaving Las Vegas. Amin. <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> I didn't really see God in 60 seconds. I mean, I guess at the time I only saw the trailer because Angelina Jolie was in it and she was kind of like the hot girl at the moment but other than that <clears throat> didn't go see it or see it even now um <clears throat> leaving Las Vegas though that was probably one of the most enjoyable and beautiful depressive movies I've ever seen in the long and uh, quite some time and the fact that he didn't die until the very end made it even better um I'm gonna have to go leave Las Vegas. I mean, it's a really cool movie. Elizabeth Shue was still in her prime in that, and they're in. And it's still, still, it's a great movie. So yeah, leaving Las Vegas. A vote for leaving Las Vegas, Mike D. <coughs> you know, I'm a little disappointed with all the the vitriolic response to Gone in 60, 60 Seconds. I actually enjoyed that movie. I think it's a fun movie. Um, there's a lot of really cool cars in it. Um, you know, I, I like the idea that he, uh, I remember that scene very well. He, uh, he goes into the Ferrari dealership, a guy named Roger, so he can find out the location of the Ferrari dealership is. But, uh, there's no proof that he, uh, used his duo shamanic acting style, but I think that concept combined with the fact that I never actually saw leaving Las Vegas, and combined with the fact that this will probably piss at least one of you guys off, I'm going to vote for God in 60 seconds. Uh, uh, we don't care that we don't care that much. I'll vote for yeah. God in 60 seconds. I'm Mike? kind of over it now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I actually didn't see Gone in 60 seconds. 
So I would guess um, uh, Oscar win Trumps don't know anything about it. Leaving Las Vegas. A vote, <laughs> a vote for leaving Las Vegas. And Nicolas Cage has won an Academy Award for Best Actor. Not Supporting Actor, Best Actor. In any movie, is amazing. Because if you look at his body of work, most of it is garbage. Uh, but I think I'm going to be voting for leaving Las Vegas here. I'm just going to pile on. And leaving Las Vegas takes the win. We are done with Nicolas Cage for the moment. It's time for the other guy. It's time for Kurt Russell. And Michael, you get to lead off on that one. It is Snake Plissken versus Goldie Hawn may be the Crypt Keeper. The fuck kind of contest is this? I don't. I don't get. I don't. Goldie Hawn may be the Crypt. That's stupid. And it's Snake Plissken. Why waste time? Snake. Oh, a vote for Snake Plissken, Leo. <laughs> you know, I'm going to vote for Snake Plissken too because Goldie Hawn might be the Crypt Keeper was mine. Only because Goldie Hawn is just really fucking ghoulish looking. I, I have a theory that she stays alive by sucking the life out of Kurt Russell. That poor man is just feeding that succubus. Snake Plissken. A vote for Snake Plissken. I mean. Are we talking about the same Goldie Hawn here? I mean, uh, yeah, I don't get this at all. I got to Yeah, I come on. I mean, she flashed one hell of an ass on uh, what was it? The Burn on a Wire movie. She did it again on Overboard. She's not that bad looking, I, you know, considering other people in her same age group. Then, now, and in the future, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah, definitely not, not that. But you know, Snake Plissken, obviously. A vote for Snake, Mike D. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't get the whole Goldie Hunt, maybe the Crypt Keeper thing. Also, and if I'm not mistaken, she did produce Kate Hudson, didn't she? That's her daughter, right? So that's at least part of DNA that went to that. She's certainly no Crypt Keeper, so I think this one's cut and dry. Snake Liskin. A vote for Snake, Mike. So everybody's like jumping all up and down on Goldie Hawn and, and all this bullshit. And where were you on Patricia Arquette? Fuck you people. Fuck you people. It is. Uh, I'm going to vote for Goldie Hawn. Uh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure about this argument. You're backing up here, Mike. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> there's, there's no argument. It, a vote for Goldie Hawn. I need to stop doing drugs. <laughs> um, correlation here. Goldie Hawn. Start maybe. doing more. <laughs> you know, I I I don't really like the escape movies. I know. I said it. <gasps> Shocking. Um, but Goldie Hawn did go from being really hot. Like if you see her in laughing, like nineteen sixties and nineteen seventies, Goldie Hawn is ridiculously hot to today. Not saying that she's not bad for what a sixty-year-old, late fifties, maybe sixty-year-old woman. She she's not bad, but she does look it hit her kind of hard. So I am going to be voting for Goldie Hawn, looking like the crib keeper. <laughs> and Jared, um, I'm I'm sorry, I I, I cannot um endorse um Goldie Hawn as the crib keeper. 
I, I love Goldie Hawn. I love her uh, shampoo. And, you know, homie who said that Burr on the Wire, yeah, there was Ooh. some real noise going on in that. And it's so just... I'm going to go ahead and say that Snake Plissken is the way to go on this. And let's just please leave Goldie Hawn alone. Uh, vote for Snake Plissken. And Snake Plissken is moving on. On to our next fight. It is Kurt Russell's given name, which is Kurt Vogel. Versus uh, his performance in Death Proof. And Leo, that's yours. I want to give it to his performance in Death Proof. He was a really fucked up dude in that movie. And I loved that part of the uh, the Grindhouse films. I really did like it. I didn't know that his real name was Kurt Vogel. Is it Vogel? Um, until I, I read the tournament. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Death Proof. Uh, vote for Death Proof. Uh, I mean... You know, I didn't get, I still haven't gotten around to watching the grind, the grind now stuff, but everybody over the years has told me so much good stuff about Kurt Russell when he was in it, that obviously when I'm done drawing all these freaking comic books, I'll, t I'll finally get around to watching it. Um, I think that in comparison to his real name, like really, who gives a flying fuck? So let's go with uh, his performance in Death Proof. Uh, vote for Death Proof. Mike D. Um, I did not like Death Proof. I, I, like, I, I was excited about the House concept, and I love Rodriguez's portion, but I thought that Death Proof was shit. I thought that, that Kurt Russell's performance in it was shit. And it was just all around shit. Maybe with explosive diarrhea, like we were talking about earlier. Um, <laughs> The fact that his given name is Kurt Vogel, I couldn't give a shit. So I guess if it's not giving a shit versus shit, I guess I gotta go with shit. So I'll vote for death proof. <laughs> I'll vote for death proof. I don't even know what the fuck I just said. Neither do I. <laughs> Mike? Um, I, well, I, I, I agree. I, I was not uh, a fan of death proof. I, I don't think I would uh, go so far as, as saying it was shit. Um, and, uh, and I don't care about Kurt Vogel at all, but at least I have no negative connotation to that. So I will vote for Kurt Vogel. Oh, vote for Kurt Vogel. Uh, yeah. Uh, death proof is, is kind of a letdown in, in that, 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 that movie because you got the, the trailers for the other stuff and then you got death proof and or, or yeah, yeah, you got Death Proof. Death Proof was the second part. And it just kind of it kind of falls flat after the trailers, even though he is extremely fucked up. Why the fuck are you going to, oh, hey, ladies, let me take you into my car, and then what I will do is drive and get into an accident and get you killed. Like, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. It's actually possibly a role that they probably should have given to Nick Cage, but... I'm going to let that go for now. I'm going to be voting for Kurt Vogel because I think it's cool that everybody changed their names. So, Kurt Vogel. Jared. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. I was just listening to you uh, pull apart Death Proof as you did, Damon, in a 
been listening to all the criticism and discussion of it. And it seems like some people really don't like Death Proof, but they really can't put a reason as to why. And I'll tell you why it is. The reason you don't like that movie is because it's the biggest EO trip that Quentin Tarantino's ever perpetuated against us. I mean, that whole thing is just like, I am so cool. I'm so badass. And you're going to hang on every word of all this shit that don't matter. And you might even get to see Kurt Russell if you can stay awake long enough. So I'm going to be voting for Kurt Vogel because actually there's a moon crater named Vogel. So that's pretty badass. A vote for Kurt Vogel. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Michael. Which one gets the win? Who gives a fuck what his real name is? I mean, everyone in Hollywood changes their goddamn name. Nicholas Cage changed his goddamn name. You'll see that on the motherfucking list. Kurt Vogel, it's not even an interesting name. His name was Kurt Crotch Juice or something. Maybe that would be like, holy shit, his name was Crotch Juice. Well, I can see why he changed his name. Vogel, who gives a shit? Death Proof. And Death Proof takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Amin, this one is yours. It is Colonel Jack O'Neill, and we actually misspelled it here because, uh, oh wait, no, it's spelled right, because there's only one L. They changed the spelling when they changed, the, uh, changed it to MacGyver, versus give my regards to King Tut, asshole. It's all Stargate on this one. Amin, go ahead. Oh, you know, we're talking Kurt Russell, same movie, same character. We're just talking about the character and the line. Oh, um... You know, because the character of Colonel O'Neill, a lot of what was of what Kurt Russell did in the movie was then used by uh, Richard Dean Anderson in the Stargate series, at least in the beginning. And then it just became, instead of Jack O'Neill, it just became Colonel Richard Dean Anderson. Um, oh, man. You know, I, I'm going to go with uh, Colonel O'Neill. Yeah, that's, that's a hard one for me as a Stargate fan, but... Uh, yeah, because I, I love Kurt Russell. I love I loved how he played that character in the beginning. I wish it was a little bit more, but, you know, oh, well, that's all we, we can get. Uh, so, yeah, Colonel O'Neill. Vote for O'Neill. Mike D. Um, yeah, th this is a tough matchup because it's, it's I, I'm a Stargate fan myself. I, I enjoyed the movie, and I think that his character was, 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 was pretty good. He did a good job of, of of, of bringing that character alive you know he was real badass throughout the course of uh the movie you know he regains his humanity after losing his son uh, um i mean give my regards to king Tut, asshole that's that's a great fucking line um a really great line i think it, you know but it's like okay there's one great line overshadow a really good performance in a really good movie and as much as I would love to vote for give my regards to King Tut asshole, um, I think I'm going to have to vote for Colonel Jack O'Neill as a character overall. Mr. Mike Ortiz. Uh, I'm going to vote for give my regards to King Tut asshole because in every normal conceivable way, a character in its entirety should be more than a single line. But I keep reading this as give my regards to King Tut's asshole. And you combine that with a whole Stargate thing, it's a totally different movie. So I'm voting for that. 
Mike is giving his regards to King Tut's asshole. Um, and, and Jack O'Neill is okay. Um, I really don't care about Stargate that much, but I don't need to know anything about Stargate to love the fuck out of that line. I'm not joking. That line is great. Give my regards to King Tut, asshole. It's a great line. I'm going to be voting for that. Uh, Jared. That should be a t-shirt. Yeah, I, I, think I think your instincts are right, Damon. I think that that is the way to go with it. And uh, I'm kind of sad that uh, uh, that my uh, fellow Stargate fan over there, um, Amon, hasn't uh, embraced the, the truth of this fight as well because it's you can't vote for Jack O'Neill because it's not all owned by Kurt Russell. I mean, you got to go into that Richard Dean Anderson aspect. So what about Jack O'Neill is solely owned by Kurt Russell? That part is obviously the line. Give my regards to King Tut, asshole. So I'm voting for that. A vote for giving his regards to King Tut's asshole. Uh, Michael. I I don't understand. The series was fine, but the movie was terrible. How the (laughs) fuck does anyone like that movie? I mean, Kurt Russell looked bored. I was bored. I mean, the whole thing with him and his dead son. Oh, fuck him and his dead son. I just was so stupid. The whole damn thing was just so contrived and so lame. And really, give my regards to King Tut, asshole, is a great line. In what motherfucking universe is that a great line? That is so stupid. Give my regards to King Tut, asshole. Oh, that's that's. Yeah, I'm surprised. They yeah, if you read it my way, that. it's awesome. See, that's the thing. I love your way because that is just fucked up and wrong. And that would really <laughs> confuse the people at the very end. You want to leave them with a shocked look on their face, say, give my regards to King Tut's asshole. Oh, so that would do it for me. So I'm going to vote for that, even though I'm not really voting for that. The line. A vote for the amalgamation of Mike's line. And Leo. Oh, shit. You know, I, I didn't like the movie either. I, it was a pretty big piece of shit. Um, I guess I'll go with Give My Regards to King Tut's Asshole or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't, I didn't like it. Um, James Spader kind of came off molestery in the movie. I just, and King Tut's Asshole wins. I guess. A vote for King Tut's asshole. <laughs> and, and honestly, when doesn't James Spader come it off a little molesterly? It is the Stargate. I'm telling you. You wouldn't even know who King Tut was. They're in space. Uh, anyway, give Spoilers. my regards to King Tut's hey, asshole. Hey, David, can, I, David, can, I just, can I just point out to the listening audience that Michael, the guy who said that Stargate is not a good movie, is the guy who's looking forward to the new 21 Jump Street. He project, did, so I just he's not looking forward to it. He was just fucking with you. That shit looks tight, bro. I just wanted people to know context of who said what. That's it. Sorry. Oh, all right. Give my regard to, to King Tut's asshole. Moves on. <laughs> we are on to my, our next fight. It is Jack Burton from uh, Big Trouble in Little China versus the fact that he played both Elvis. An Elvis impersonator. He was in a movie with Elvis, and he's Forrest Gump. In uh, sorry, he's Elvis in Forrest Gump. Uh, but it's just played both Elvis and an Elvis impersonator. Mike D. Wow, this is um, 
it's actually it's kind of kind of a tough battle for me actually like i said earlier i'm, I'm a big elvis fan and uh i think it is pretty cool that he did play elvis and an elvis impersonator and he played the voice of elvis briefly in forrest gump but big trouble in little china is such a fun fucking movie it's it's just so great on so many levels and jack burton is just a really cool character so it's Strong as my Elvis tie, I gotta go with Jack Burton. Uh, vote for Jack Burton, Mike. Uh, is that he? He was in a movie with Elvis, also. He was in his first acting role is in an Elvis movie. Wow, and he also he plays Elvis. He, he's the voice of Elvis and Forrest Gump too. Okay, I I didn't know that. So that's really four kings, and that's pretty strong hand, and. uh I actually really don't like Big Trouble in, in Little China, so I will vote for Elvis. A vote for Elvis. Yeah, I don't. I don't care about Elvis at all. Um, yeah, I, it, it is. It, it is cool, and, and and it was through just a little bit of research that I found out that he's a pretty big Elvis fan too, almost as big as Nicolas Cage, but not big enough to fuck Elvis's daughter. Um, well, he might have fucked her. You know, <laughs> you never know. You are right. I, well, no, he did. He did need a break from the crypt keeper. Yeah, 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 that is a possibility. He might have fucked Elvis's daughter. You no, know, he should have been looking for Patricia Arquette. But Jack Burton, I want the fuck out of Jack Burton. So I'm going to be voting for Jack Burton. Jared, uh, see, uh, Jack Burton is one of my very favorite characters that Kurt Russell's ever played, and whenever I think of Kurt Russell, I always think of that character and Kurt Russell, and I see that character in the line from Stargate, I see that character backward and forward, except in the horrible death proof, but there's just something about this particular show. It's Kurt Russell versus Nick Cage. Now, this particular aspect seems to be a spot where they are actually crossing, right? So now the question I'm posed to the panel is, who who has rocked the Elvis love with a little more class? I'm going to go ahead and say Kurt Russell. So I'm going to be voting for the less creepy Elvis love in Kurt Russell. A vote for played both Elvis and Elvis impersonator. Michael. I don't understand that logic at all either, but whatever. Um, I'm going to go with Jack Burton. Uh, the problem with... Uh, the Elvis thing for me is, I mean, he was great in the Elvis TV movie, which was directed by John Carpenter. He was, you know, did the movie with Elvis when he started out, did the, you know, Elvis and Forrest Gump. The problem is he played a so-called Elvis impersonator in 3,000 Miles to Graceland, which is a movie shat out of King Tut's asshole. So I really can't go any further with that one. So I got to go with Jack Burton. Uh, vote for Jack Burton. Leo. You know, I'm with you. I really don't give a shit about Elvis. He he died taking a shit and eating a fucking banana sandwich. Jack Burton, on the other hand, he had fucking Kim Control as arm candy. Jack Burton. A vote for Jack Burton and a mean. Do I even need to say? I mean, it's 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 so so obvious. My wife here is laughing because she already knows what the answer is too. Um, you know, come on. Jack the man Burton, come on! It's it, it doesn't matter what how many fucking 
you know, six degrees of separation he has with Elvis. You know, the fact that is Jack Burton, that's that's all there's there's needed to know. You know, that's all. That's all you need to know. Jack Burton. A vote for Jack Burton, and Jack Burton moves on. We are on to our you next know, fight. I just love Michael's imagery of King Tut's asshole shooting <laughs> out Elvis impersonators. <laughs> That's just pow, pow, pow. Anyway, Mike, this fight is yours. It is Tombstone versus the weird Benji correlation that uh, Chad Dardowski made between Benji and Kurt Russell in Best Pet, saying that Benji is the Kurt Russell of pets and Benji almost won. He did. He said Benji is a Kurt Russell of pets. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. But Mike, that one is yours. Uh, I'm definitely voting for the Benji correlation in Best Pet. Uh, we all we witnessed it live happening. There's no way Benji should have even made it out of fucking round one. Um, yet somehow, it's like Kurt Russell himself saw this poor dog and swooped in and saved it and protected it and took it to the final round and maybe it didn't win but somehow that that's just how powerful kurt russell is that he actually reached out and changed the outcome of a geek fight uh to save a little dog (laughs) a vote for the benji correlation in best pet um yeah i've got to vote for tombstone Uh, oddly enough Tombstone is one of those movies I didn't see until my stepfather was like, you've never seen Tombstone? You like Westerns? I'm like, yeah, I do, but like, I don't care about Wyatt Earp because the mo- the Wyatt Earp movie that I saw from that year was Wyatt Earp, and it was a fucking shitty, a shitty, shitty film with uh, uh, Kevin uh, Costner, who is also in 3,000 Miles of Graceland, isn't he? I- I'm pretty sure he's there. Um, oh. <laughs> but Tombstone is all kinds of badass, so I'm going to be voting for Tombstone. Uh, Jared. All right, well, uh, on the Nick, Nick Cage side of the brackets, uh, we've got Nick Cage himself going forward, just Nick Cage in a general kind of way. And uh, we don't have anything like that for the Kurt Russell side. So I'm thinking of this Geek Fights, this Benji is the Kurt Russell of pets, I think is the closest we're going to get. So I'm going to go ahead and put Benji forward on this one. A vote for Benji being the Kurt Russell of pets. Michael. Christ almighty. This is the dumbest fucking thing. The court. So is, wait a minute. So this show is actually voting for itself. Damn right. Now, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, this show has become way too masturbatory. I'm, I'm not going to. No, 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 no. I'm not voting for that shit. Tombstone. Oh. A vote for Tombstone. Leo. I, I'm tr- I'm trying to keep my composure because I keep thinking of King Cut the Asshole shitting out all the impersonators. I, I'm going to say oh. Tombstone so I can keep laughing. Oh, oh. <laughs> vote for Tombstone. <laughs> you can do that all day and I'll keep laughing. I just... <laughs> <laughs> <A> mean. <laughs> mean. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't get I don't get this the whole Benji best pet whatever i just don't don't get it it's let's stick with what we is the kurt russell of pets yeah i i I, oh i I can i I, I just it doesn't compete what does that mean (laughs) 
now, you know, going on with, with the fun that we're already having between King Tut's asshole, Elvis impersonators coming out of it, <laughs> and a tombstone, um, yeah, I mean, Tombstones, it's a great, it's a great movie. It, it, you know, Wyatt Earp sucked major ass um, more than King Tut's asshole. Um, but Tombstone was, is a lot of fun. I enjoy watching that. And it's one of those rare movies where Val Kilmer isn't awkward. A vote for Tombstone. And might be. Uh, Tombstone was a really good movie. I honestly don't. It was so long ago I watched it. I don't remember how significant uh, Kerr Russell's contribution was to it. And uh, I really don't understand this whole Benji, Kurt Russell, and pets thing. However, I am yes, a big fan of narcissism. And since since that's the reason that you guys voted for it and Tombstone's going to go through anyway, I'm voting for narcissism, which in this case is Kurt Russell being the Benji of pets. Uh, <laughs> Benji being the Kurt Russell of pets, but yeah, let's get it right. Yeah, you're damn right. If we're gonna have some weird concept, it's gonna be get, get it right. But Tombstone goes through, and uh, we're on to our next fight. It is Dean Prophet from Overboard versus the fact that he's never actually married Goldie Hawn. They've been together since like 1983, and they've never gotten married. Is it 83? Something like that. They they and they just never got married. They they love each other. They have kids together. Uh, Kate Hudson considers him his fa- her father. F- fun things like that. Um, but I've seen Overboard, and I don't know why. I like that movie. So I'm going to be voting for Overboard. Uh, Jared. Yeah, you know what? I'm into the Overboard thing as well. So I'm going to go ahead and go with that. And uh, P.S. I thought Goldie Hawn looked pretty good in that movie. Yeah, that's before she went downhill. She kind of hit a wall hard. Uh, Michael. Before she hit the crypt. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, yeah, this, I actually put Never Marry Goldie Hawn on the list, but in retrospect, that's, I, I guess that's nice. Uh, um, Overboard's pretty funny. Um, it's definitely the Benji of ship comedies. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Overboard. Overboard gets a vote. <laughs> Dean Prophet. <laughs> uh, Leo. Um, I'm going to go with Overboard because the idea of swindling a woman to cook and clean for you and just pretty much be your bitch is pretty awesome. So, Overboard. A vote for Dean Prophet from Overboard. Amin. Well, he, they may not have gotten married, but at least in this movie, we did get to see literally the ass that he was, he did get to have all, all this time. Um, she looked good in that movie. I think that for her age, she still looks good today, uh, regardless if you guys consider her the crib keeper. She's definitely better than Patricia, I don't know what a dentist is, Arquette, and definitely not Lisa Marie, I've screwed the weirdest people on this planet. Presley, uh, but yeah, overboard. Those are really long middle names they've had. I, I... <laughs> well, their last names are originally Vogel. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Uh, Mike D, what's your vote? Um, I, I, I'm never actually having married Goldie Goldie Hawn. I don't really understand why that's cool or a good thing, uh, and. To continue my quest for narcissism, 
since I put Deep Profit on this, I'm going to vote for myself, which is the echo vote for Deep Profit. A vote for Dean Prophet and Mike. Is it the first clean sweep of the episode? Um, well, you know, I have to agree with Michael that Overboard is the Benji of ship comedies, but Benji shouldn't have made it out of round one. Uh, it was saved by Kurt Russell, but I don't think he's saving Overboard. Um, and, uh, you know, the reason he never married Goldie Hawn is because she's no Patricia Arquette. Did you see where she fucked that guy in the comic book store because of the, uh, yeah, you want to see a Spider-Man number one? You know, I tried that and it didn't work because she wasn't a whore. (laughs) 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 Um, Mike, I'm having your explanation sent out to the lab. Hopefully we'll get some results back to try to figure out what the fuck that's supposed to all mean. (laughs) But it was very entertaining. (laughs) I have no idea. And what are you voting for, Mike? Because you didn't. Yeah, say. I have no idea what you're voting for. <laughs> no, I'm I'm voting for uh, Never Married Goldie Hawn. Really? No. That's not the way I would have thought he were going. <laughs> no, no vote for Dean Prophet. But Dean Prophet is moving through, and we are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. Uh, it's a good one. It's MacReady or McReady or MacReady, whatever, from the thing versus probably saw kate hudson naked but all of us have uh jared go ahead see i I guess this is the kurt russell candidate for like uh how nicholas cage got with um lisa marie presley and possibly just because of who she was and not who she was the creepiness of him like and you mentioned earlier that she thinks of him as her father i you know, I didn't think it was going to be this easy to just go, you know, duh, McCready. So I'm just going to say, duh, McCready. McCready gets a vote. Michael. Well, she is the the Benji of tits, I guess. I don't know. Um, But she, I, I would go with uh, McCready. Just... Oh, my fault. Um, But I would definitely go with uh, McCready from the thing because the thing rules all. Uh, Leo. Yeah, we've all seen Kate Hudson naked, but, I mean, truthfully, he probably saw her naked before we did. I mean, maybe it was at a pool party after her 13th birthday. I don't know, but, like, you know, it's he saw her naked. Or when so, she was eight. Hey, that's cool. Whatever floats your boat, man. I'm not here to judge, so. Uh, no, 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 you should judge that. Oh, God. <laughs> this is America, yeah, buddy. Judgeable. That's definitely judgeable. It's still illegal in America. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's America. That's not yeah, a defense. It's not Highland. Joe Paterno, that's all I have to say, okay? <laughs> uh, a vote? Are you voting for song Kate Hudson Naked? Sure. All right. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you know, it, I'm sure that, yeah, maybe he saw Kate Hudson Naked, but I think all I had to do was look over to Goldie Hawn and say, mm-mm. Sorry, but uh, this, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't get the reason. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't, I, I don't get the fucking explanation. Um, now, you know, McCready in the thing. Now, there you go. You know, come on, that, that, you know, this other, it doesn't stand a chance. Um, the thing. A vote for McCready. Uh, Mike D. Um. 
when, when I first saw this, I thought, wow, okay, probably saw Kate Naked Hudson. Kate Naked Hudson. Uh, dyslexic. Saw Kate Hudson naked. It was a pretty cool thing. Um, and I just want to clarify something. Everybody's been saying we've all seen Kate Hudson naked. We've seen pictures of her naked or in movies. He might have actually seen her actually naked somewhere in his actual vicinity. It's a very different thing. However, again, someone mentioned earlier that she treats There's him like much a dad. Well, it doesn't matter. Even the fact that he's her somewhat father and the thought of him seeing her naked in any sort of sexual way does kind of creep me out. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm going to go with McCready. Oh, vote for McReady. Uh, Mike. Thailand and that stuff is not condoned here. Mm-hmm. Mike. Um, now, if this was I saw Kate Hudson naked, that would be one thing because uh, she is uh, also a nice piece of pie. And more so than seeing live, we've seen pictures hover mostly topless. You know, he you know, he's probably seen the goods. The problem is him seeing the goods kind of like a getting into a, a Woody Allen soon ye thing, and that's not cool. So I'll vote for McGrady. I'll vote for McGrady. You know, I forgot about that. I was all ready to geek spite it up and just vote for it because it's it, it's horrifying the panel. It is literally horrifying the panel. It just <laughs> got really weird. <laughs> it is. It's like everybody's like, oh my God. But he's not actually her father. And, and he probably did see her naked. There actually is no sexual connotation to this other than he probably saw Kate Hudson naked, and that's cool. That's it. There was no, he probably saw Kate Hudson naked and went and, and did what I was going to do if I saw Kate Hudson naked. No, it wasn't that. It was probably saw Kate oh, Hudson oh, naked. So this, oh, this is just from an objective, completely non-emotional point of view. Yes, it is nice to see her naked. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> And I will be voting for that. But I could go either way. <laughs> McReady has made it all and through into the next round. And we are at our last fight of the first round. It is Captain Ron versus Karen's second unknown pick. Uh, this time, I know it works. And uh, let's see. Can I, can I do it? Nope. I hate this. Hey, I picked a... Uh the best of Kurt Russell, I picked the fact that he was the last thing that Walt Disney ever wrote. Granted, he was just a child at that time, but it's kind of cool to uh, to have that distinction, that urban legend that's true, uh, that Walt Disney died, and the last thing he said was Kurt Russell. Um, I just think that's a, a really neat fact that not very many people in the uh, well, no one else could say, but no one has anything nearly that cool for turning out to be as, oh, I don't want to say mediocre, but as <laughs> not Get to the point. awesome, but also still awesome as Kurt Russell. So the last thing Walt Disney ever wrote was the name Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell has confirmed it. He has seen the piece of paper. It is versus Captain Ron. Michael, go ahead. Well, I guess I... Okay, I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing. I guess the, the, the question I have is the context. 
Did, was he just lying on his deathbed and went, uh, give me a piece of paper. Kurt Russell. Bleh. I mean, is that, is that, that, is that, that, all he just, that is exactly what it is. Nobody knows why he did it. He just wrote Kurt Russell on a piece of paper right before he died. This is the goofiest fucking thing I've ever heard. That was the last of that Kurt Russell. Bleh. I mean, it's just, I don't understand why he would do that. I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me, but. That that is the Benji of dying written requests, I guess. I mean, that's the last. Um, and then Captain Ron. <laughs> I mean, I've already voted for a one. I, he's already done the eye patch thing with snakes. So I don't need to vote for Captain Ron. So, I, just because I want to explore this a little bit further, I'm going to vote for the. Uh, what are we going to call it? Walt Disney's last words. I'll vote. For, that's that's fine. Walt Disney's last words. Uh, Leo. You know, when she was talking, I kept thinking to myself, was Kurt Russell in Tango and Cash? And he was in Tango and Cash, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's Cash. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to go with Disney's last words because it made me think of Tango and Cash, which we should have brought up, but, you know, I didn't. How did it make you think of Tango and Cash? <laughs> Does it matter? <laughs> I, no, my mind just, I guess I'm just weird like that. I don't know. Uh, Amin. All right. <laughs> okay, it's the big yeah. mind. <laughs> I'm I'm also intrigued about this whole Walt Disney gasping last words or Kurt Russell thingy, um, more so than Captain Ron. Uh, so yeah, let, let's go on. Let's go with this. Uh, Walt Disney's last words. Another vote for Disney's last words. Mike D. Yeah, this whole concept of Walt Disney's dying words being written down and being Kurt Russell. To tie it into a previous conversation, sounds like an idea that came straight out of King Tut's asshole. Uh, <coughs> Captain Ron, I think, I, I don't have anything positive to say about that movie, but since Walt Disney was the notoriously anti-Semitic motherfucker, there's no way in hell I'm voting for him, so Captain Ron gets my vote. A vote for Captain Ron. Mike? Uh, I am I'm voting for, for Disney's last words, because we really... You know, we don't know the context, but we can we can imagine you know a lot of possible things. I mean, Walt Disney was uh, a very uh, powerful man. Uh, he was a very connected man. Uh, you know, in many ways, the Disney Corporation that he created has has kind of invented what a modern media company is, using very kind of powerful graphic images and symbols. So. Uh, Disney, Disney was kind of down there in this shit. And what if, what if the next three words were supposed to be, is the key. So Walt Disney's last words. (laughs) (laughs) Walt Disney's last words. What? You just blew my fucking mind. Uh, Everything I know is a lie. A vote for (laughs) the Walt Disney's last words. Uh, yeah. And because, <laughs> I, Mike D, why did you do that to me? The, if I was behind you, literally the next words out of my mouth were going to be, because Walt Disney was a notorious anti-Semite, I'm going to be voting for him. Just through geek spite. Why do you, why do you set it up so nicely? I, but that's not why I'm voting for it. I just think it's really cool that he wrote Kurt Russell as his last words. And uh, Jared. Uh, yeah, this is a very obvious contender. I mean, I, I actually took the liberty to go and look this urban legend up because I'd never heard of such a damn thing. But, I mean, not only can I do I have to vote for it, I also have to vote for the really 
creepy walk where child actor Kurt Russell is led into a room and shown this mysterious piece of paper with his name written on it. What? Voting for that. And the first round ends with no clean sweeps. Uh, we'll be back right after this. person who invented geek cred jared formby yeah um I, I guess my geek cred is that i actually listen to this show that really isn't that much geek cred <laughs> it's a little i mean it's a little i guess it could, it could it kind also, of i mean you know some could it be the intros that you create things like that i i do create the intros and i listen after they're over i listen to the whole thing <laughs> the craziness I do. Yeah, they're insane. Like the, uh, I, I'm not going to have enough time to masturbate. That was my favorite line. I'm so proud of that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Leo, you're new to the show. What I is am. geek cred? Well, actually, you're not new because you were on the uh, fanfare episodes. Right. I snuck in there. And but this is your first yeah. time on uh, one of the shows that we're doing like this. Uh, what's your geek yeah. cred, sir? Well, other than being a lifelong geek, um, I also am a writer and artist for uh, She's Lord Comics, with along with John Lennon. Not the he's not the dead one, the alive one. But uh, um, and we also have a book called Product of Society. Number five is actually coming out in March. So, um, keep an eye out for it. Go to the website She's Lord Comics dot com. She's Lord Comics. Uh, speaking of comics, Mister Amin Amat. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm a professional comic book artist for IDW Publishing um, right now. I did a book called uh, Code Word Dronema, which came out in September, and uh, also finished a book for the movie Iron Sky, which comes out in, I think, March or April. And then I'm also working on The Saint for Moonstone Books and uh, adaptation of the book Tokyo Vice. And that's it <laughs> for now. Cool beans. Mike D of Backlot D. Yeah, my, my main geek cred is I am a movie reviewer for BacklotD.com. Uh, you can also find us and like us on Facebook, uh, Trying to in the movie industry. 
Um, I also, uh, well, I guess this is my second time on Geek Fights. So I'm, a, I'm a somewhat regular on Geek Fights. Uh, I am an amateur actor, which means I play henchmen and dead guys for local filmmakers. Uh, I collect comics, and, um, you know, I think that's about the extent of my geek cred. Thank you very much. And saving the best for last, Mr. Michael Felsher. Um, I own and operate Red Shirt Pictures, produce DVD documentaries and featurettes and commentaries for a host of uh, horror-related uh, DVD releases. Some of them, uh, my work can be found uh, out in stores right now for the movies Zombie and House by the Cemetery from Blue Underground, and the just-released Evil Dead 2 25th Anniversary Edition from Lionsgate. I am the Benji of DVD producers. Uh, which makes you the Kurt Russell of pets? That's bizarre. <laughs> but let's <laughs> jump back into fighting. Leo, we're back to Nicolas Cage. Ah, my heart warms the cockles of my yes. heart. It yeah. is, did not play Superman or John Constantine versus Cameron Poe from Con Air. You know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to keep giving it up to my man, Cameron Poe, because he had the best sidekick. And even though he really wasn't, in my mind, he was because he was, only, he was also the only Latino in the movie, Danny Trejo. And coincidentally, when I was a Sunday school teacher, my, the kids called me Johnny 23 as well. So, yeah, Cameron Poe. I'll vote for Cameron Poe. I mean, what was it? Cameron Poe and who didn't play Superman or John Constantine did not play Superman or John Constantine. Nah, nah, I'll go with the other one. I really don't care about the whole didn't play Superman or Constantine. Blah, whatever. <laughs> I'll vote for Cameron Poe. Mike D. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna go with Cameron Poe on this one. Like I said, I love the mullet, love the fake accent. Just everything about Cameron Poe is just absolutely horrible, which makes me love it. Another vote for Cameron Poe. Mike? Uh, I'm gonna vote for Didn't Play Superman or John Constantine, uh, because I, I really like both of those characters a lot, and I was, I was happy with the choices that they wound up with in both of those movies, Superman Returns and Constantine. Um, and, uh, you know, Nicholas Cage being a geek, uh, is, is very well established. And we've talked about his comic books. Um, he named his kid, you know, Kal-El. Um, and, and he's wanted to be a superhero for so long. And he kept trying to get attached to projects and he was attached to both of these. And for various reasons, it fell through. And when he did, finally land one it was ghost rider which is a character i don't really give a shit about so i didn't care if he fucked it up um because he left the ones that i like alone and i appreciate that very very much so i'm voting for didn't play superman or john constantine a vote for didn't play those guys but um it's not for a lack of trying he could have ruined two great characters and i and actually I am disappointed that he did not play Superman because I would have loved to see Nicolas Cage as Superman with his receding hairline. That would have been fucking awesome. But instead, I, I'm going to have to go with Cameron Poe. Uh, Jared. 
it still just blows my mind that anybody thought either of those casting decisions was a good idea. It's just so weird to me. I, I'm really thrilled it didn't go that way. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for that because that is fucking great that Nicolas Cage was kept out of it. Out of it. Uh, and Michael. Uh, I'm going to go with Cameron Poe um, for two reasons. One, I, I do remember the line, put the bunny back in the box. I did like that line. And I did like the fact that that photo of him in the Superman outfit with the long hair, the reason he has long hair is because he was playing Cameron Poe at the time that they did that. So I'll go with Cameron Poe. And Cameron Poe is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Amin, this one is yours. It is Nick Cage himself versus the vampire slash immortal myth. <clears throat> well, talk about narcissism on this one. Um, you know, the vampire thing <clears throat> is interesting, but it, it, I find it completely boring. <laughs> so I'm just going to go straight up with uh, Nicolas Cage himself. Uh, vote for Nick Cage. Mike D. Um, you know, being a vampire fan in general, except for the ones that sparkle, I think I'm just going to have to vote for the Nicholas Cage as a vampire myth. Uh, vote for the vampire myth. Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've already said I don't really buy it being a, a vampire but the problem with it being an immortal is he does seem to age, but then sometimes not, you know, de-age and, and it shifts around and his personality really uh, kind of bounces around a lot. Um, I think what it actually means is Nicolas Cage is a time traveler. And <laughs> that's, that's where all his money went, uh, building the time machine. Um, and his performance in uh, adaptation all of a sudden makes sense because it wasn't actually any kind of a split screen. He was just time traveled back to himself in the same costume and just played off himself the whole movie. So I'm going to vote for Nicolas Cage as a time traveler. I like how this is just ever evolving and I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board so much on board that I think he stole his own copy of action comics. Number one. Now he time traveled and then brought it back. That's amazing. I'm going to be voting for the vampire myth because it's leading to all of this craziness. Jared. Oh man. I, I, I love the, the photograph. I think the photograph is crazy. I think it's totally badass. and, uh, yeah, it's got my vote. Michael. Yeah, I'm actually, I just pulled up the photo just to look at it again. It, it is, if the only problem is, and here, and this is my thing is it's hard to, you know, it's not a fake, you know, I mean, everyone, it's just so hard in this day and age to know whether anything is a fake or not. And it's, there's certainly some things that kind of scream out to me as being a little bit odd about the photo, but if it is, it is really damn creepy. And um, the idea of putting Nick Cage himself through, I'm not thrilled about because he named his son Kal-El, which I think was a real dick move on his part because that poor kid's going to get the shit beat out of him every day until he's 18. And probably beyond that because, hey, Superman, come here. I mean, 
It's just that was a dumbass move. So I can't vote for any man who would actually do that to his child. So I'll go with the vampire myth. Another vote for the vampire myth. And he could just call himself Cal. Nobody would know. Uh, Leo. Oh, they know. They fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This this one's got me. It just stopped because in one aspect in the cage is batshit insane. And I love that he's batshit insane. But the other other side, that picture is really cool. I think you brought the whole time travel thing. And I'm going to go with the picture. A vote for the picture. The picture, the vampire myth, the immortal, the 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 time traveler, all of that. Moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mike D, this one is yours. It is The Rock versus his acting style, Nouveau Shamanic. Oh, geez. That, that's tough. Movie I really like versus my campaign for narcissism. Um, you know, as much as I like The Rock, and again, you know, fun performances, great cheesy lines, some scenes, um, Sean Connery, um, I just, I love the concept that even though he won an Academy Award, he's such a caricature of himself, and he's so panned that, again, a lot of people think it's like he doesn't even act at all he's just this weird creepy dude so the whole concept that he made up his own acting style the fact that he would even say that let alone that it might even be true is just for some reason so fantastic to me i'm voting for the created his own nouveau shamanic acting style voting for the acting style mike uh i'm also gonna vote for the acting style uh Nouveau shamanic uh, basically means uh, new shaman, which I think is about channeling a character, a communing with the the fictional character, the way a shaman communes with the gods. And uh, I believe that he actually took his best actor and changed the little the little plate to say best nouveau shamanic actor. A vote for the acting style. Um, yeah, The Rock is fun, but new uh, nouveau shamanic encapsulates everything that is the craziness that is Nicolas Cage, and I- I'm gonna vote for it here. Uh, Jared, I I agree with you. I-, I think that the acting style is a titan in this particular fight. Um, and uh, The Rock really has nothing to to put up against like something as intensely ego-driven as i've invented my own style and one day i will write a book about it so yeah acting style uh michael i'll uh, i'll vote for the john mnemonic acting style or whatever the hell it is <laughs> leo i'm i'm gonna go with the acting, t- acting style too uh, I was going to say The Rock, but now I'm thinking about it. You know, he's going to make DVDs about it, books about it, schools. It's going to be, you know, acting schools on Nouveau Shamanic or whatever it is. It's just, it, yeah, the acting style. You know, I kind of hope that he dies in an accident and he's never able to explain what it actually means. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all left wondering, what the well, fuck does he mean by that? That's, that's really nice, Damon. I know. 
I know. I'm a horrible individual. He uh, can't die, though. <laughs> you're right. He can't. It's obvious he, ha- he can't. It's obvious he can't fucking die. You saw the picture. And uh, <laughs> Amin, is it a clean sweep? Well, I, I do enjoy The Rock's acting style. I mean, he's a pretty good actor. Um, <clears throat> now... <sighs> yeah, you know, I'll go with Michael. With Michael, uh, that whole Johnny Mnemonic pandemic style, whatever the hell it is. And the acting style is the first thing in this in this whole episode to get a clean sweep. A very strangely passive clean sweep. Yes, uh, those are the kind of <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I won't actually get the name right, but yep. I will vote for it. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, Mike, this fight is yours. We're on to our next one. It is Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans versus his Oscar-winning performance in Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, I'm going to vote for Leaving Las Vegas. Uh, This is interesting here because, you know, we've actually here just got one movie against another movie. Uh, And, uh, you know, we've had a weird blend here, and it's, it's kind of two very... Uh, distinct performances, but I'm going to vote for leaving Las Vegas because that one did get him an Oscar. And so that means the next round would be the acting style versus the Oscar, which I think would be a very important matchup. And because bad Lieutenant shouldn't have beat Patricia Arquette because she's hot. A vote for leaving Las Vegas. Ah, Leaving Las Vegas is a, is an excellent film. He he puts out an uh, an excellent Oscar worthy performance. A- everything about that movie is great, but Bad Lieutenant is Bad Lieutenant. It makes no sense. I've watched it twice now. I every time it comes on because it's just on Stars right now. I think it's on Stars. Every time it comes on, I watch it. And I kind of just get kind of transfixed on it and just start. Watching it and watching it and watching it. It's almost like Step Up 3D. That happened last week. We're not going there. But I am going to be voting for Bad Lieutenant. Jared? Oh, man. the the This this would be the opportunity for me to, to uh, totally endorse uh, where Felcher was coming from last round with uh, mentioning Werner Herzog's involvement in this film and going, oh, yeah. Vote for this. is mad cred. But... Oh, Mike is right, man. I'm going to take the spite vote because Patricia Arquette's out of this. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for leaving Las Vegas. Oh, vote for leaving Las Vegas. Michael. Patricia Arquette, let it go. I mean, so she didn't make it. Big deal. Who cares? I mean, oh, God. All right. Um, uh, Look, leaving Las Vegas, I kind of agree that, you know, it versus the... uh, uh, Michael Stembello acting thing is 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 a good idea, but I, I I would rather vote for the movie that I think best defines the acting style. And Bad Lieutenant is, but beyond a doubt, the most Nicholas Cage Nicholas Cage will probably ever be. And uh, it is such an insane, brilliant, twisted performance that I. Uh, uh, as much as I enjoy leaving, well, I can't say I enjoy leaving Las Vegas. That movie makes me want to commit suicide. But uh, I, I, I'm going to go for Bad Lieutenant. A vote for Bad Lieutenant. He's still dancing. Shoot him again, um, Leo. <laughs> I'm going to go leaving Las Vegas. I want to see the gold go up against the Nouveau Shamanic. So leaving Las Vegas. Amin. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm looking forward to 
this going up against the shamanic whatever acting style. So, uh, New Las Vegas. Boring assholes! Vote <laughs> <laughs> for New Las Vegas. And That's asshole, mind you. <laughs> Mike D. Um, again, not having seen Bad Lieutenant, but knowing that it was directed by Werner Herzog, um, it's a little too German sounding for me. And also, um, the only thing I've ever seen from him was Into the Abyss, the documentary I saw earlier. Um, and he was absolutely awful. It was terribly directed. He was awful in terms of his interviews, his accent. I like nothing about this man, even though I've never met him. But um, despite my hate, um, like you guys, I would, the, the, the concept of leaving Las Vegas you know, being the performance that uh, H got an Oscar for and the Nouveau Shamanic being the style that earned him that Oscar, I can't, you know, just regular logic alone makes me want to hear that fight, but just imagining the, the, the geek logic that's going to go into it, I can't wait for that matchup, so I vote for leaving Las Vegas enthusiastically. Oxaker! <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas. I, I, I'm changing my vote. You are? Yeah. The uh, the 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 anti Werner Herzog diatribe I was just exposed to uh, reminded me that I need to get back to what's real and then vote for Werner Herzog here. Uh, that's a good thing. But leaving Las Vegas. What's is real is he sucks. <laughs> oh shit! Wow, this guy just saw his first Werner Herzog losing garbage. You can't direct. <laughs> He's an expert on Werner Herzog. When I see a piece of shit, I don't need to see a hundred <laughs> shit. No shit, I see it. Anyway. Oh, I've only seen one piece of shit. I don't know what that is. We are it's moving shit. on. We are moving on. Leaving Las Vegas takes the win. We're coming back uh, to, to Nicolas Cage in a moment, but we're, we're back to Kurt Russell now. And it is Snake Plissken versus Death Proof. Uh, I get to take that one. And, um... I don't really like either one. And, and I truly do believe that Death Proof actually suffers from the awesome trailers that they actually made one of those movies out of those trailers, from those trailers. Those trailers are great that, that happened in the middle of that movie. And then it just goes downhill from there. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Snake Plissken because he, he played basketball for a long time and escaped from L.A. And he actually hit all those shots in one shot. It's kind of cool. Uh, Jared, uh, I gotta, go, I gotta go with the snake Plissken on this one. I mean, for real, it's it's probably uh, one of the sweetest, weirdest, coolest Kurt Russell things ever caught on celluloid. So it's gonna have to be Snake Plissken. Uh, vote for Plissken, uh, Michael. Vote for Werner Herzog. Fuck you. <laughs> um, it's not a part of this fight at all. <laughs> Don't care. It's John Carpenter versus Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I, I mean, maybe, yeah. It's a tie. Come back to me, otherwise. Fuck you. Okay then, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm gonna go with uh, Death Proof. I I don't like the Escape movies. They're really shitty. So Death Proof. Uh, vote for Death Proof. Uh, mean. There was only one escape movie worth watching anyways. Um, since I haven't seen Death Proof, 
<clears throat> but I love Escape from New York. I'm definitely going to choose uh, Snake Plissken. Oh, vote for Snake Plissken. Mike D, please. Please. Stay on topic here. <laughs> Snake Plissken versus Death Proof. Go ahead. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to abstain from voting until Michael votes, and whatever he votes for, I vote again. <laughs> Uh, Mike, go ahead. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of Death Proof. Um, I do, uh, I, I do share most of, of Jared's sentiment about it. I thought he was quite good in it, or at least he was not the problem that I had with it. Um, so I'm going to vote for Snake Plissken. And actually, I, I'm pretty sure I saw a, a documentary about that that basketball thing at the end, and when he does that shot from across the court uh that was real they didn't cgi that but he didn't get it in one because he was wearing the eye patch and you have no depth perception um they were shooting that all night until he actually got it and uh that's dedication yeah that whole entire scene is is one shot so uh, it is dedication and thank you mike for not fucking me on that one snake Pliskin. Takes the win. I don't have to go back to either one of the other Michaels. <laughs> and we're moving on uh, to our next fight. Uh, Jared, this one is yours. It is Give My Regards to King Tut's Asshole versus Jack Burton. Okay. Uh, the, the line is phenomenal. The, the Stargate line, I think it's a very cool line. It's a very Kurt Russell line. It's something for him to sell. But I put that ready. one line up against... If I put that up against every single Jack Burton line that I can think of right now. Um, all those lines um, are way more Kurt Russell than that one line from Stargate. So Jack Burton. Uh, vote for Jack Burton. Uh, Michael. I'm going to vote for King Tut's asshole. <laughs> uh, vote for King Tut's asshole. Leo. King Tut's asshole. <laughs> I love it. I'm not, I'm not voting for the line. I'm voting for specifically King Tut's <laughs> asshole. I thought that's what we were doing. I'm voting specifically as well for King Tut's asshole. That is perfectly fine. Uh, Amin. <clears throat> well, considering that King Tut's asshole seems to be a very popular place to be right now. Um, <laughs> I'll, it's the happening joint. Yeah, I'll, I'll join in. Come on, let's go. I'll, sign me up. Another vote to King Tut's asshole. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Mike T. <laughs> um. Wow. Where do you even go from here? Huh? Um. I. I think that. Uh, wow. Go with the flow and follow the asshole or Jack Burton. Um. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, King Tut being Egyptian, Egyptians enslaved my people. I got to go with Jack Burton on this one. Of Thank you. For Jack Burton. Uh, Mike. Do you realize we have here the possibility of a final round <laughs> that consists of a battle between a time-traveling Nicholas Cage against King Tut's asshole that's shooting out Elvis impersonators played by <laughs> Kurt Russell. I want and to the see this is, movie. 
<laughs> it will make a billion dollars. It will save the world economy and fulfill both of their destinies. Directed Same by Michael Bay. Asshole. No, directed by Werner Herzog. <laughs> Werner Herzog, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. Another vote for giving regards to King Tut's asshole. And uh, to quote good old Jack Burton, old Jack always says, what the hell? Literally, what the hell? Uh, I'm voting for Jack Burton because some of the great, some of the greatest lines ever, ever come out of his mouth. Everybody relax. I'm here. Like it is the cockiest, greatest shit that that will ever happen in all of film history. But if I'm not back by dawn, call the president. Like seriously, so much shit. But uh, give my regard to King Tut's asshole is moving on. Yeah, because <laughs> it's become no. meta. King no, Tut's I have not. Vote. I did not. I, itchy. Yeah, yeah I did not. Re- I did not vote for give my regards to King Tut. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You. It's just King Tut's asshole is moving on. <laughs> right. And we are on to our next fight, Michael. This one is yours. It is Tombstone versus Dean Prophet. Oh, love the pizza. You love the pizza, so you're voting for Tombstone? Yep. All right, I'll vote for Tombstone. Leo! Uh, Tombstone was a real badass movie. Um, Kurt Russell is just fucking phenomenal in it. I'm going with uh, Tombstone. Uh, Vote for Tombstone. I mean... Tombstone. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the the movie still, still is good, even today. So, Tombstone. Another vote for Tombstone might be. I mean, Team Profit gets snubbed by a rich bitch, ends up enslaving her, and on top of that, it all works out, and he gets a happy ending out of it. He gets to marry her and create an amazing, wonderful world golf course. I don't know how I can vote against that. I got to go Team Profit. I'll vote for Team Profit, Mike. Uh, yeah, I could really go for some pizza, too. I'm kind of hungry, so Tombstone. Thank you. Uh, vote for Tombstone. Um, September 11th, 2001. I'm sitting in front of a laptop computer looking at pornography on the TV. It's Tombstone. Uh, I, it was a dial-up internet. I had no connection to the outside world. I was just watching Tombstone and looking at internet porn. And then, you know, everything else happened. But the, 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 before my world was changed completely and forever, and it was only kind of, it's just a fucked up scenario, uh, I was watching Tombstone, one of the greatest films of all time. I'm coming, and all hell's coming with me. Seriously, he is so fucking badass in that movie. I, and, and Val Kilmer, too. They are amazing. If you have not seen Tombstone... Go watch it. I love Tombstone. I'm voting for Tombstone right now. And Mr. Jared Formby. Well, the really awful thing is that uh, you can't really say, oh my God, Kurt Russell and Tombstone. Oh my God, Kurt Russell and Tombstone. So amazing. It's always followed by, oh, and Val Kilmer so great. So I'm more inclined to go with Overboard because that's a way more specific Kurt Russell rock and roll. And I think that uh, Mike D's very elegant explanation for that whole movie comes together works for me. So I'm going to go ahead and throw my vote at Overboard, which is a vote against Val Kilmer. 
a vote against Gal, uh, Gal Filmer. Uh, okay, Val Kilmer. But Tombstone is moving on, and we are at the last fight on this side for a second. We're going to be jumping back and forth really quickly. It is MacReady versus the last words Walt Disney ever wrote, which were Kurt Russell. And Leo, that one is yours. Uh, who is McCready again? <laughs> From the thing. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, last words by Walt Disney. Because now I want to look that up and see what the hell's up with that. A vote for the last words by Walt Disney. I mean, you're not going to find much. It's just the last words were Kurt Russell. Ooh, ah, yeah. I, I googled it. Big fucking surprise. Um, you know, McCready and the thing. Uh, it was great acting. It always, even today, you always question who is the thing at the end of the movie. Um, and he's just complete badass. Uh, so, yeah, the thing. I'll vote for McCready. Uh, Mike D. Sorry, I'll vote for McCready. Mike uh, D. Well, we're. We're, we're, we're Kurt Russell, we're, we're Walt Disney's last words, Kurt Russell or Kurt Vogel? Oh, it's Kurt Russell. I, I would like that cleared up. Okay, Kurt Russell. Um, Disney is evil. They, they run the world. Uh, shit happens at the parks that they cover up. They're their own municipality. Um, I think the vote for Walt Disney is in effect a vote for Hitler. So I am going to vote for Macri. I'm fine with my vote. <laughs> vote for MacReady, uh, Mike. Um, I, I I love the thing. Uh, the love for the thing on Geek Fights is is well documented. Uh, it it was in the finals in three out of our four October Halloween themed movies. It won best horror movie. It won best remake reboot. Um, there's really no more that we can give to the love of the thing but the last words you know like you mentioned walt disney uh had nazi connections and the nazis were into some some wild stuff a lot of crazy mystical occult stuff and you know disney probably knew about a lot of this and he probably knew about the blending of this Nazi uh, mystical stuff with the Nazi super science and the eugenics program and the Hitler youth and knew about this boy, Kurt Vogel, a Germanic name that came from such things. He saw him, he found him, he nurtured him, but then he put him in movies where he has superhuman abilities. He then goes on beyond that to play countless heroes over and over again. And what I think Walt Disney knew was he had unleashed something terrible upon us. <laughs> that the next three words were Kurt Russell must be stopped. <laughs> A vote for the last words of Walt Disney. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike Ortiz, keeping the tradition alive of always voting for the Nazi. And, um, how 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 can I not vote for the last words after Mike Ortiz, the Shark Ortiz, uh, laid down that kind of logic? I'm going to go with the last words, uh, Jared. 
this is really tough for me because I mean it's true the thing has gotten all kinds of love from geek fights and uh, I've never you know been honored to be part of a panel that did get to show anything love and I nominated McCready for this and I was I just saw the way that the plan was going where everybody was nominating like a character or a film but what I really wanted to nominate was just that part in the thing where Kurt Russell to defeat the chess computer just pours whiskey in it. I just love that. that that's what I wanted to vote for. So I got to mention it here, but I can't think of another thing on this side of the brackets that can go up against the weirdness on the cage side outside of this Walt Disney thing. It's weird. It's out there. It, it, it could rival the picture for strangeness. So I'm going to go ahead and vote that way with Walt Disney. A vote for the last words and Michael. Mm. last words and last words moves on and we are at uh, well we're pretty much at the finals for Nick Cage These are, this is for his finals a spot in the finals of Nick Cage I mean this one is yours it is Cameron Poe versus the vampire immortal time traveler myth that we are now creating uh, only for the potential of what's going to happen, I am going to go with the vampire time-traveling whatever. Uh, just just because I know what's going to happen, but it's going to be awesome. So, yeah. The vampire myth, the photo, moving, getting a vote. Uh, Mike D. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I got to admit, I, I think Mike Ortiz deserves credit for this since he I think it's multiple times uh, changed the, the, the original meaning. Uh, I know he took it from Empire to Immortal, and I believe he took it to Time Traveler as well. Uh, I like the fact that, you know, it, it keeps evolving, so it's changing, yet it keeps winning. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm on board, so I go with the Vampire Immortal Time Traveler whatever. Nicholas Cage. And I looked up the photo, and it is really creepy, so... I'm voting for it. A vote for the vampire myth. Um, do you have anything else with this one, Mike? I, 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 I'm just, Mike, what do you have for us now? Uh, Time Lord? Just a Time Lord? Yeah, just a small jump from Time Traveler to Time Lord. So, well, it's not really that small of a jump because now you're claiming that he's an alien. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was going to, you know, he does reinvent himself a lot. That's kind of regeneration. Uh, a vote for the Time Lord, Alien, Vampire, Immortal, Time Traveler. The tear to save us from Kurt Russell. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a vote for that. Um, I kind of want to vote for Cameron Poe, but I can't. Uh, and, uh, but only to fight against the tide that is the craziness of Nicolas Cage in this one thing. So I'm going to be voting for the photo. Uh, Jared? Photo. Michael? I, I gotta vote for the photo because I actually think Mike Mike has a theory that that uh, Kurt Russell was created must be must be stopped. I think he created Kurt Russell to defeat Nicolas Cage. Because Nicolas Cage was around during the time that Walt Disney would have been alive. 
So we, we're looking at essentially two s- immortal warriors, one man made, one not. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the photo because now I, I, this is all starting to come together very interestingly. And I think we're unraveling a very big mystery here. So I'm going to go with the vampire uh, photo, time traveling, time Lord, immortal Highlander thing. Uh, Highlander. Okay. And Leo, is it a clean sweep? Let me tell you that Benjamin Franklin Gates would be proud that seven men got together on one night and figured out that Nicolas Cage went back in time to stop Kurt Russell from taking over the world. The photo wins. And the photo is into the finals of the Nick Cage side. Uh, Might be, this one is yours. It is the acting style of Nick Cage, Nouveau Shamanic versus Leaving Las Vegas. Wow, the battle's here. Um, I think that, um, you know, I'm a big fan of giving credit where credit is due. And I think the mere fact that, you know, it's great that he won the Oscar, but since he won the Oscar due to his own creation, I think that we have to give credit for the Oscar to the acting style of Nouveau Shamanic. Therefore, I vote for is creating his own acting style of Nouveau Shamanic. A vote for Nouveau Shamanic. Mike? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he Leaving Las Vegas uh, was a great movie, and, and he won an Oscar for it. But uh, there have been a lot of great movies that uh, a lot of people have won Oscars for. Uh, Nouveau Shamanic is uniquely Nicolas Cage. And in addition to that, uh, you know, a shaman may be a priest, a teacher, a healer, but he is also a mystic warrior. And I believe that this immortal time traveling time Lord Nick Cage is that mystic warrior. And Nouveau Shamanic is actually his kind of mystical mojo. So I have to vote for that as part of this grand mythic story we have built. Another vote for Nouveau Shamanic. <sighs> wow. I, I love the fact that all of all the things left on the list, this is only one thing that is actually, most critics say it's a good film. Like, it's the last thing. It's like, hey, this thing was great. Uh, and yeah, we're just going to run roughshod all, all over it with Nouveau Shamanic. There's no, I don't know how it can win. I'm voting for Nouveau Shamanic. Jared? Um, I'm going to take us back to the first round when, uh, before, you know, Nick Cage was a giant, uh, time Lord and the like. But what I want to say is that there was this aspect of him that was kind of rocking out where he was kind of a nerd, right? How nerdy is it that he retconned his acting style across his body of work? So I'm going to go ahead and say that. The acting style's got to go forward still. Another vote for the acting style. Michael. I think he's telling, I think Nick Cage is trying to tell us something. Nouveau shamanic, new shaman. He is the new shaman. This guy is telling us that he has been a mystical being for this entire time. And we didn't see it until just now. 
we're, 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 we're deconstructing the, the whole thing here, and it's very obvious now. Yeah, leaving Las Vegas, Oscar, statue, movie, drunk, whatever. Uh, gotta go with the nouveau shamanic, because it, it's very obvious that this man has a lot more powers than we're ready to deal with right now. In fact, we should really kind of be quiet and make sure he doesn't hear us. He's listening. He's always listening. Um, Leo. I'm going to go with Nivo Shamanic because I'm pretty sure if I don't, he's going to go back in time and tear me out of my mother's womb and kill me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, baby. Oh! <laughs> you should have voted for me, damn it. Yeah. So, uh, a me? Oh, I'm going to eat this. Baby. <laughs> God, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Don't start talking to me because I don't think you heard what Michael said. He said, I'm going to eat this fetus. <laughs> and I just have to give a little, just a, uh, just shine a light on that moment. I apologize. He said, I'm going to eat this fetus. I'm going to eat this fetus. I'm going to eat this fetus. Okay. Okay. I mean, go ahead. I apologize. Oh, my God. That's... That's hilarious. That's, I love that. I love that. To make a t-shirt out of that, I definitely will. Um, yeah, let's go with the with the shaman ebonics thing. And the acting style is into the finals. They both made it in with a clean sweep. We said that Cameron Pro and, and Leaving Las Vegas had nothing against the photo and the acting style. Uh, do I go to the other side? You know what? I'm going to jump to the other side. I'm going to jump back over to Kurt Russell now. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Snake Plissken versus King Tut's asshole. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that's just what a hot sentence. <laughs> it's, uh... I would like to see that movie, though. Yeah, I will remember. It's King Tut's asshole shooting out Elvis impersonators. Um, Snake Plissken, goddamn! And you know, I believe that in our grand battle at the end, uh, Kurt Russell, the weapon he wields, is King Tut's asshole that shoots Elvis impersonators. Well, it's better so than a gun. I have to make sure that he has that weapon later in this uh, in this battle. So I'm going to vote for it. A vote for King Tut's asshole. <laughs> Um, Jesus Christ! Snake Plissken is actually Kurt Russell's favorite character. He loves Snake Plissken. He likes playing him. It's his favorite role, favorite thing he's ever done. Uh, I wanted to get that fact out now because I'm voting for King Tut's asshole, <laughs> <laughs> and I know uh, Snake Plissken is probably not moving on. Uh, Jared, I'm going to vote for something that's uniquely Kurt Russell here. And I'm going to vote for Snake Plissken and let the meta ensue. What could be more unique than King Tut's asshole? <laughs> Michael, go ahead. Uh, yeah, you know, at this point, um, reality's going down. So I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to say, gotta go with the asshole. A vote for King Tut's asshole. Uh, Leo. <laughs> Snake Plissken escaped New York. He escaped LA, but there is no escape from King Tut's asshole. 
That's the trailer. That's the trailer right there. <laughs> yeah. A vote for King Tut's asshole. I mean. Because it's such a beautiful, warm place. King Tut's asshole. <laughs> Another vote for King Tut's asshole. Um, and Mr. Mike D. You know, like like I I like where this has evolved. Like I said earlier, with the whole Nicholas Cage vampire, you know, immortal time traveler. This one quote has evolved into King Tut's asshole, and not only does it shoot out Elvis impersonators, guys. I'm starting to wonder if the Big Bang Theory might be all wrong, and King Tut's asshole might have actually created our known universe. So I'm going to vote for King Tut's asshole. We haven't yet plumbed the depths of King Tut's asshole. But the immortal traveling Nicholas Cage will. <laughs> Unless he himself came from King Tut's asshole. Directed by Bear Herzog. King Tut's asshole is moving on. Uh, we are on to our, uh, well, for the last spot in the final four, the last spot in the finals. And the last time anything even remotely sensible will be in this competition. <laughs> yes. It is Tombstone versus the last words of Walt Disney being Kurt Russell. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to vote for, I, I want to vote for Tombstone, but, but the fact that Tombstone would be the only thing that is any kind of real, real reality in the final four <laughs> kind of actually upsets me. I'm going to vote for the last words being crazy, so now there's no way to know what the fuck is going to win. Um, Jared? Um, I, I haven't uh, voted for Tombstone once this whole time, and I think the Walt Disney situation is a fine contender for this particular geek fight. The last words get a vote from Jared. Uh, Michael? Oh, uh, I just realized I don't like Tombstone Pizza. So I'm going to go with uh, The Last Words. I'll vote for The Last Words. Leo? Uh, Damon, my my answer relies on you. You said you were watching Tombstone and uh, the World Trade... Oh, I'm sorry, Tombstone and Horn, right? When the World Trade Center thing happened? Yep. Okay. What was that line again that Kurt Russell says when <laughs> he's coming? I'm coming, and all hell's coming with me. <laughs> is that when you busted a nut? No, it is not when I busted a nut. But that last word would have been awesome. <laughs> the last words. I go with last words. A vote for last words. I mean, <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so much fun. Uh, last words. <laughs> Another oh, vote for last words. Mike D. Um. Just so we don't ever have to have a discussion about when or how or why David busted, I want Tombstone out of this competition, and I'm voting for last words of Walt Disney. Oh, you 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 have no idea how tempting it is to go into the complete detailed story of it, but that's for another episode. Uh, Mike, is it a clean sweep? Yeah, at this point, we might as well be all in on this. Uh, on this yeah, fight that we've got here, and you know, I think. Walt Disney's last words may be the only thing that can stop King Tut's asshole. <laughs> no, there's a sentence again. Who would have ever thought? Like, you know, I think uh, Walt Disney's last words are the only thing that can stop King Tut's asshole. 
<laughs> Will someone make the Elvis noise again? Like alien versus Predator. Hobo, 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 hobo. I don't know if I can go on. Because now I'm starting to think about Nick Cage eating fetuses. <laughs> I'm eat Is that, that how he stays immortal? I'm going to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> Is she about to give birth? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, composure, getting it. Ah, pull it back in. Uh, this is the final. Uh, this is to get into the finals right here for oh, Nicolas Cage. This is no the more. best of Nicolas Cage, right? Oh, this is the best of Nicolas Cage. It is the photo <laughs> versus his acting style. Jared, which one is it? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I looked at these brackets at the beginning of the evening, and I uh, and I saw that photo, and I was like, I think this photo is going to go all the way. I think this photo's got what it takes. And uh, now that the photo has uh, developed its own mythology, I uh, <laughs> totally endorse it, and I think it should go forward. Photo. A vote for the photo, uh, Michael. The acting style is definitely representative of his eccentricity, um, his originality, his uniqueness. However, the photo proves that he is very likely a demon of some sort or a time lord or a vampire or any number of other supernatural or unnatural beings. So got to go with the, the, the we'll just call it the immortal photo. I can't we don't know if he's, there's no proof he's a vampire, although, you know. If he was spawned from King Tut's asshole, is it, or if he wasn't, or if he was created by Disney, you know what? Let's leave that for another time. The photo. A vote for the photo. Leo. See, like four months ago, I would have said to Navo's shamanic thing, like, he's crazy. I'm like, no, 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 he's crazy. He's an asshole. But the photo is the proof. And that's why the photo goes on. Another vote for the photo. Amin. Well, I think that we all know that the uh, photo is going to be the only thing that's going to be able to slam hard against uh, King Tut's asshole. <laughs> photo. A vote for the photo. Uh, Mike D. Yeah, it's, it's, I just I love the fact that he created his own epic style. I forget who mentioned it earlier, but it's absolutely hilarious to me that there could someday be future generations of graduates of the acting school of the nouveau shamanic acting school created by nicholas cage which only serves to prove that he is some sort of demon or immortal or time lord or whatever so the proof is in the pudding or in this case it's in the photo so i'm going with the photo mike uh yeah i mean at, at this point you know we really are looking at something that uh you know in all all reality is not Nicolas Cage against something that that really is, I think, very definitive. And and the reason that we actually even know Nicolas Cage is the acting style. But so so it's it's you know something kind of strange and, and bizarre and this this weird story we've concocted versus something that's you know really genuinely Nicolas Cage. And, uh, well, since there's nothing genuinely Kurt Russell on the other side of this list, there's no way that, uh, that Novo Shamanic, as strange as it is, it is the most real thing that we have at this point. So it cannot go on. 
and it's definitely the photo of the time traveling time lord, <laughs> immortal vampire Nicholas Cage. <sighs> you know, Mike. I, I'm going to applaud your sharkmanship in this episode. It's, as Jared and Gary have said before, you built the story of the photo. You have built the story of the last words. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be voting for the photo right now. Uh, and the photo moves is, is the best thing from Nicolas Cage, and it has absolutely nothing to actually do with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Not Nicholas Cage at all. <laughs> Nothing to do. Nothing. But the photo is the best of Nicholas Cage. It's going up against the best of Kurt Russell. And Michael, this one is yours. It is King Tut's asshole versus the last words of Walt Disney. I just I'm sorry, I just had a uh, I just had a flash forward. Months or years down the line, people are going to be looking through the results of these contests and going, you know, at one point they had Nicolas Cage versus Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah? One on one. King Todd's asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I just love the idea that people are going to be like, I don't understand. (laughs) Um, Look, I don't think we really need to know what the last words of uh, the whole what that all meant because at this point we need if he were going up against an immortal vampire time traveling shamanic time war now we need someone who has some abilities other than simply being mentioned in the last breath of Walt Disney. We need something that's going to have a lot of power behind it. And what has more power than the asshole of a dead Egyptian king? So I'm going to go with King Tut's asshole. Oh, vote for King Tut's asshole. Leo. Oh, God. How did it come to this? (laughs) (sighs) The last words are nothing. Compared to what King Tut's asshole is going <laughs> to deliver. So, uh, King Tut's asshole. <laughs> A vote for King Tut's asshole. Uh, mean. <laughs> oh, this is going to be beautiful. Uh, <clears throat> King Tut's asshole. Right? This has to go through. Definitely. <laughs> A vote for King Tut's asshole. Uh, Mike D, being the Jew that you are, are you going to vote for the Egyptian or the Nazi? Wow, that's an excellent question, Damon. Uh, um, you know, I'm going to follow Mike Ortiz's lead earlier. And, and, and Walt Disney's last words could have been Kurt Russell, dot, 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 must destroy King Tut's asshole. Um, and the thing is, as much of an anti-Semite as Walt Disney was, I'm sure He's rolling over in his grave because his company is run by Jews and has never been more successful. Um, but then again, you know, since King Tut's asshole has the creative power to potentially create universes, I don't even know if, if the Disney Corporation is powerful enough to stop that. So um, I'm, I'm going Tut's asshole all the way. I'm all in King Tut's asshole. <laughs> going Tut's asshole. A vote for King Tut's asshole. Wait right. a minute. Wait a minute. Let me revise that statement. <laughs> Go ahead.
Oh, I guess you're not revising that statement. Uh, That's a good editing. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I'm going to stick with the the last words of of Walt Disney. I mean, I think we've seen here that uh, Kurt Russell is the product of uh, Nazi mysticism and super science funneled. We have no proof of this. We have as much proof of this as we do of the time traveling immortal. We have no picture, do we? No, but we have the written word. His name? And uh, and I think I think King Tut's asshole is too much of a wild card to defeat <laughs> the time-traveling immortal Nicholas Cage. There's a possibility they could team up for tremendous carnage Ow. and only... <laughs> The Benji of Nazi super science uh, Antichrist messiahs could possibly take them down. So I'm voting for Disney's last words. I'll vote for Disney's last words. Uh, and, and it's sad that Disney's last words is actually the last thing based in reality on this. <laughs> Because King Tut's, King Tut's asshole isn't actually on the list. It is, give my regards to King Tut, asshole. That's the actual line. We've just morphed it into King Tut's asshole. And we're just going to keep voting for it. Just like, uh, yeah. And and how can, how, can I, how can I go against that? How can I go Itchy against that? At least Itchy was it? on the list. At least Itchy was on the list. Uh, just some words just randomly thrown together. I'm voting for King Tut's asshole anyway. I love it. I love being inside King Tut's asshole. Uh, <laughs> Jared. Man, um, I, I, uh, I agree with, uh, with Mike Ortiz um, that um, it's just possible that by putting um, King Tut's asshole forward, it, it, it brings a very unpredictable quotient to the fight. Um, and uh, who really controls it anyway? Is it Kurt Russell? <laughs> Kurt Russell's not in control of that. Um, so I think we're going to have to, uh, go ahead and put our faith in, in the dying words of, uh, of the media mogul, uh, who, uh, wrote these words down in regards to a child actor, a child. I mean, this guy, he didn't know he was just a studio actor and this giant mogul guy referenced him. It's super creepy. It's super weird. And it could be the, uh, openings of a superhero origin story. So I'm going to vote for the last words. A vote for the last words. Oh, but. <laughs> you're right. But a, a very big but, <laughs> which has a very big asshole. A huge but. asshole. <laughs> Kurt Russell, the best thing of Kurt Russell, that <laughs> is a misquote of a line on the list not even is, one of his best movies not even one of his best movies which is King Tut's asshole <laughs> it is the immortal time traveling alien time lord shamanic photo of Nick Cage versus King Tut's asshole and uh hey Amin you get to start that one <laughs> good luck guy <laughs> Okay, so we got one guy against a giant asshole, and and a photo endless, against an yeah, asshole. a photo against an asshole with endless supplies of uh, Elvis impersonators. Um, 
You know what? Hobo, <laughs> <laughs> hobo. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with King Tut's ass. It's, it's there's just, it's it's so much fun and it's great to be and I don't, I can see it in action. You know, it's, 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 I know that can't be. <laughs> King Tut's asshole. I'll vote for King Tut's asshole. Uh, Mike. <laughs> You know, I just, I, as much as I want to vote for the Time Lord and more Vampire Odo, I just think at this point uh, we're just too far deep in King Tut's asshole. Turn back home, so, um, we're all in. King Tut's asshole for the win. <laughs> I'll vote for King Tut's asshole. Mike! <laughs> um, th- this really is a, a, a powerful, uh, multi layered story, I think we're weaving here. And, but in the end, I think, you know, as all great stories, um, good will triumph over evil. And I know that King Tut's asshole is the villain of the piece. (laughs) And it can be shooting out all the Elvis impersonators it wants, but I'm just picturing Nicolas Cage blocking with a Highlander sword. And then he turns into Superman for a second and knocks one away. And then John Constantine, and uh, it it just kind of goes crazy like that. Uh, But then I stopped and I thought, well, there's no way in hell I can get outro music on either of these. And then I realized I have some for King Tut's asshole. So I have to vote for that. (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck do you... Oh, okay, okay, thank you. Because I'm like, wait, how the fuck do you have outro music for King Tut's that asshole? That logic really stinks, Ortiz. Uh, that, uh, so yeah, does King Tut's asshole. You don't have to cut these <laughs> <together>. <laughs> Um, Am I going to vote now? Uh, no, I will I will abstain for a moment. Jared, go ahead. Okay, uh, I my vote is going to be for um, King Tut's asshole. Um, because he came from the Kurt Russell side of the fight, and I like Kurt Russell more than Nick Cage. God bless you with that that random bit of real geek logic as opposed to just craziness. Uh, Michael, go ahead. Craziness. Well, if if, if if we're King Tut's asshole versus a photo, a King Tut's asshole, which is shitting out uh, uh, Elvis impersonators. So it's like ho 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 ho. Hey, look at this here photo. I'm gonna wipe. I'm gonna wipe my ass with it. Ho ho ho. Fight over. That's it. I mean, it's not. You know, photo is. It's not much uh, for an asshole, and certainly not much for a bunch of Elvis impersonators who can just wipe their ass with it. So uh, I gotta go with the uh, asshole. Uh, Leo, go ahead. Oh God, you know my fiance is a, a history major, and. Uh, She's all having a right now. Well, all night long, all night long, she's watching King Tut's asshole come out of my mouth. <laughs> so I'm looking at her. Okay, yeah, I'm going to King Tut's asshole. Ah, <laughs> uh, King Tut's asshole gets a vote. God damn it! <laughs> and I will vote. One vote for the photo. Is it a clean sweep of King Tut's asshole? No, it is not a clean sweep of King Tut's asshole. For one reason and one reason only. (laughs) Because 
Nick Cage is going to eat some fetuses. And <laughs> I love that image and it's stuck in my head. Uh, and I wonder if fetuses can come spewing out of King Tut's asshole. But Are they fetus Elvis impersonators? There we go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, how do we have that fetus? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we have come to the end of the craziness that is Cage versus Russell. It's everything I thought it would be and more. Um, and King Tut's asshole, a misquote of give my regards to King Tut, asshole. Um, well, take the Stargate fans should be happy. The, the Stargate fans should be furious yeah. <laughs> because it isn't even a line for the movie. Yeah, there, was, there was a comma in there somewhere. That comma is just lost. But anyway, thanks for listening if you made it all the way through this. Check out Backlot D for new movie news and lots of contests. For all your DVD needs, check out DVDgeeks.tv. Need Star Trek? Who doesn't? Look no further than Subspace Communicate and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Uh, they just put out two episodes recently. Uh, the John's Billing, John Billingsley uh, Dr. Flox episode is amazing. You should really listen to it if you like him as an actor. Uh, if you like audio commentaries, check out the Solus Minions of Orthodoxy at solusminions.libson.com. They do commentaries for all kinds of movies. Speaking of commentaries, me and Brian Townsend do another show. It's called Into the Batcave. We do audio commentaries on all of the Batman the Animated Series. Uh, Into the back end? Is that what you just said? No, no Bat Cave. Jesus. Okay. Uh, special thanks goes to Karen for being her web presence. Check out what she's doing on the Geek Fight Stumbler with Chris Mitchell. Uh, and of course, Jared Formby for the pimped out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at HeyStarTrek.net. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, let's go right to you, Jared. I would like to endorse <laughs> Chewbacca's father, Itchy. Uh, itchy. This was another Itchy episode. A plug for Itchy. we have Itchy versus King Tut's asshole? Uh, we will in episode 100. That's plugs. right. Yep. That's right, yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Uh, Leo! Uh, thanks a lot for having me, guys. Um, just want to plug, again, CheeseLordComics.com and, uh, Product Society number five. I've got a promo up at the website. I'd love for you to check it out. Thanks for having me, and I hope I'm back again because this was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it, it, as it should be. Uh, Amin! Um, I'd like to plug um, yeah, Cobra Geronimo um, and buy at uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and IDWPublishing.com. Um, Iron Sky Book 2 prequel that I drew should be coming out um, sometime in the next couple of months, definitely before March and April, but also be on the lookout in mid-2012 when I release the first adaptation of the book, Tokenize. Thank you very much. Mr. Mike D. Um, I'd like to first of all plug uh, King asshole is the winner and offer my congratulations um, beyond that I would like to just plug uh, backlotd.com again for movie news reviews and information contests free stuff and all that then we have a presence on on Facebook and um, also I'd like to give a shout out to some local filmmakers Terrell Culbert at breatheagain.biz he makes some really cool uh, 
He's been doing some Batgirl stuff lately that's been really impressive. And Terrence Cover, um, you can find these guys on Facebook. Um, and uh, but mainly backlotd.com and backlot on Facebook. Uh, and uh, thanks for having me once again, man. It was a great time. And Mr. Michael Felsher. Uh, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I want to promote Del Taco, uh, my favorite Mexican fast food restaurant chain. They have a new line of Chipotle steak, uh, big fat tacos, and burritos on uh, right now, as well as two new loaded fry options, the caramel shake, and new breakfast burritos and muffin sandwiches. They're really good, and I suggest you check them out. And also, if you go up right now, if you go up to the counter and say the words King Tut's asshole, you will get thrown the fuck out. <laughs> so, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Michael. Or get the most it. explosive combo available. Uh, Mike. Yeah, I actually would like to see what uh, what they put in front of you. Uh, <laughs> is that a number yeah. 11? <laughs> um, you know, I just want to make an observation first that uh, I think we've proved some sort of mathematical geek science here that when we put seven people on the panel, we're not going to end with anything that makes any sense. <laughs> I think really, when did you come to that common denominator here that beyond five, I think we just lose control. Uh, and, uh, so let's try nine. What the hell? Um, one of these days, oh no, we're going to do that on episode 100 or more, not more than nine. Um, the Geek battle Royal. Yeah, that's, uh, that's God. So, uh, but you can find me on the Zod complex podcast. And the We Can Keek video show. You can find us at geekfights.net uh, where we have a list of show ideas, the brackets, even these brackets that do actually say, give my regards to King Tut, asshole. Um, and uh, and er- earlier episodes, there'll be more stuff up there. Um, not much more, but more. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. Uh, you know, I do also want to plug this fake country club malt liquor, because uh, that's that's kind of one of the things that gave birth to King Tut's asshole. Um, and if you'd like to be on the panel uh, after this, I really would question why. <laughs> uh, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or uh, at geekfights on Twitter or... Um, on Facebook, or don't where you find us. Yeah, and 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 actually, if you're listening to this and you've been on an episode before, I don't remember everybody that's been on. So please contact me because we really do for episode 100. We are planning on having every single person that's ever been on a panel back on to do something. So it's going to be fun. Uh, but that's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights are, and, and honestly, everything pales after this one. Yeah, we might as well just quit now. Yeah, we're going to go out on top. We're Actually, going out on King Tut's asshole. <laughs> there we go. Uh, next week is Best Alien. We, we've we never done so Best Alien. We're going out on bottom, actually. Yeah, we are. And then the, after that, it's going to be another crazy episode. It's Best Ape. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, any and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Uh, King Tut's asshole. Good night. <laughs> Where's the fetus? King Tut. King now, when he was a young man, he never thought he'd see people standing in line to see the boy King. King Tut. How'd you get so funky? Monkey Did you do the monkey? Only in Arizona.
start doing that i might start going places and just start t-bowing like no yeah. or anything just just drop to one knee and do the t-bow t-bowing destroyed for planking uh, after all that yeah it did, did revis talk yeah wow. well that's wow, because revis talked a lot of shit this week because i, I keep thinking people are saying t-bowing no I go i t-bow all kind of shit what's wrong with that <laughs> no no tim tebow i honestly truly believe that tim tebow has jesus on his side he might, dude. He, he fucking might. He he went in the first round when he should have gone in like the. Well, Damon, Damon, with with all due respect, that's presuming Jesus has this higher power. I personally don't subscribe to it. I so understand that, but Tim man. Tebow shouldn't have been drafted in the first round. He was. He was a. That motherfucker shouldn't be a. He shouldn't even know, be a Jesus, starter. Jesus may not be a messiah, but he does have superpowers. Uh, he does. Uh, he, he, he he's Much not like Superman or. Uh, well. He was a Jew, Mike Ortiz. This is true. This is very true. And now he's he's uh, he's. And all he's the superheroes were created by Jews anyway, so we still get Jesus anyway. Not all of them. Are. There's a couple that were Nazis. Now most of the good ones were all uh, were all Jewish. Yeah. Folks, I'd like to sing a song about the American dream, about me, about you. About the way our American hearts beat way down in the bottom of our chests. About that special feeling we get in the cockles of our hearts. Maybe below the cockles. Maybe in the subcockle area. Maybe in the liver. Maybe in the kidneys. Maybe even in the colon. We don't know. I'm just a regular Joe with a regular job. I'm your average white suburbanite slob. I like football and porno and books about war. I got an average house with a nice hardwood floor. My wife and my job, my kids and my car. My feet on my table and a Cuban cigar. But sometimes that 
Ain't enough to keep a man like me interested Oh no No way Uh-uh No, I've gotta go out and have fun At someone else's expense Oh yeah Yeah, 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 yeah I drive really slow in the ultra-fast lane While people behind me are going And I piss on the seat I walk around in the summertime Saying how about this heat I'm an echo I'm an echo Sometimes I park In handicapped spaces While handicapped people Make handicapped faces I'm an echo Oh. Mm-hmm. 